big win this weekend. Wow. There's a lot of narrative going around about the quarterback situation. Uh, you know, there's different opinions on this show about it. Uh, they're both um, valid opinions. And um, I should say they're all valid opinions. But I think the thing that needs to be addressed here is that, A, Coach Getze did a good job with the rookie quarterback with the play calling. I think he might have recognized uh, how quickly he can get rid of the ball and it worked in his favor. And then Coach Flus continues to call defensive plays, and they're starting to look better and better each week. I think that's kind of a little bit of hope because I think the narrative for uh, what we're going to be talking about here is should he be hiring a defensive coordinator for next season? Guys, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic, PJ. It was uh, we didn't get to do a show after meeting you in person at the Vikings game, so we can get into that in a, in a minute. Foster with the playoff beard still going, <laughs> gnarlier every day. How still, you doing, Foster? Still growing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good. It was a, it was a great week for me. A lot of activity, but it's fucking awesome, man. Good game. Good people. Excellent game. Still exhausted. Still recovering from that couple of weeks. Walt, how was your uh, your anniversary dinner tonight? Your belated anniversary dinner. It was good. You know, worth every penny. Highly recommend it if you're ever in Naperville. Where'd you go? I went to the Ramsey's Kitchen. So, uh, oh, finally got to eat at a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Wow, good for you, man. You look very said, fancy. Yeah. Freaking Walt. I just ate, man, and then I lo I'm looking at all these pictures, and I'm looking at that beef and the dessert, and I'm going, man, I'm freaking hungry, and now I'm hungry still. Because of you, damn it. <laughs> that food looked great, dude. You're in the area. You can head over there now. <laughs> we're, going to Later, guys. we're going to Commander's Palace for uh, uh, Thanksgiving in New Orleans. I'm looking forward to that. Ooh. It's one of those types of restaurants. That's uh, um uh, what's his name? Emerald Emerald Legacy started off his career there. So excited for that. Guys, are you ready to, to talk some bears? It's It's been an exciting week. We're, we've got two out of three wins. I think we should get into this shit. Walt, let's kick this shit off. God, this is the last week for Retro's opener that he made for us because I can I cannot wait to get back to my dance. 
I don't think the Halloween's for another two weeks in. Yeah. Oh shit, really? We'll just we'll just run that till October 24, Peach. <laughs> you won't run it up up until uh, next summer. Nah, uh, by next week it'll be uh it'll be November, so we can get we can get right back to it, guys. <laughs> As my mammy would do, right? Man. Guys, I mean this is a, this is um this is exciting, right? We just won two out of three games. Is is not the defense getting better? I mean, we're seeing incremental improvement from the offense, whether it was Justin Fields. They kind of took a dump in the last game when he got injured. And then we see the rookie come out and do a good job. But the defense has been there in every in all three of those games. And I think the, the credit should go. We've all been talking shit about Flues. We've been expecting him to get fired, right? And here we are. The defense is improving with him calling plays. So I'm wondering if if – they did hire Phil Snow to you know to help out with analyzing and and um, he he needs someone to look forward to the future and, and help him with his play calling to you know for his game plan and stuff. Good move on him by doing so. So I wonder even even so much how much that has already helped him. And uh, I'm just curious to know what you guys think. Uh, just to start off the show, does he even need a defensive coordinator if he continues to ascend like this? I, I think it's important that if he gets a defensive coordinator, he's in lockstep with him because the reason why Flus got this job is he, because of the defense he had. So to bring in a defensive coordinator that's not in line with him, I think that would be problematic. Um, it seems like Flus has a real good feel for calling, calling plays. So – I would prefer him to call him because it seemed like we have did a great job since he took has taken over and we still not there talent wise. So yeah, I'm a, I'm in favor of him calling plays. I'm just hoping he can still manage the football team, although he's calling plays. So we would need a defensive coordinator just to help out with the other stuff, I guess. At least someone to help him, you know, coordinate for the, the game plan for the next week because there's plenty of defensive coaches that call the plays plenty of offensive coaches that call the plays right so that just kind of begs my question to this foster no feed you hit you you said it i don't know if you saw me i'm just going yep yep i agree it's got to be somebody that's in line whoever he gets so that he can resume his normal duties and i'm wondering because the raiders game was the first game where snow handed in a report how much did did that affect his play calling? Uh, where where it was was Vegas ready for man coverage? Were they expecting zone all day long? I you know I I, I just these are things that I, I think about and and I want to say this too because we've seen how the defense has, has been improving. Uh, I, I'm 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 happy with the improvement of the offensive line, even though it's not all the guys. Hopefully, we're going to have them all back together soon. You know, with Braxton Jones and Nate Davis in there with the rest of the guys. So I'm, I'm anxious for that, but I'm just curious as to how I'd like to see the report that Snow handed in on, on uh, taking care of the Raiders, how, how it affected how Flues called. We, we knew they were progressing before that. They had been progressing the last two or three weeks. So we knew that was on the up and up. And then these guys are starting to play, too. They're starting to learn some things, the young guys, because they're, damn, they're all young. They're all young. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm, I really like what's going on with the defense, man. If we can hold teams to 12 points a game offensively, because that's about what we've been doing. Yeah. And then the running games, just, or the running defense. Both have been picking up the pace. Absolutely. But aren't we like fifth against the run? I, yeah, I think it's, yeah. It's up there, man. Lester, what Lester Wolfong uh, put out a stat there. We were talking on the PSF app uh, this Tuesday about the running game on offense to the right has been outstanding this year with Nate Davis, and then it picked up a notch with Tevin Jenkins in there at the right this past game. I mean, Jenkins was a freaking beast this week, man. Yeah, pancaking guys, running all over the place, setting you know, just he was a beast. He is he is really playing out too be one of our best players and a fantastic draft pick. Yeah, all that talk about getting rid of, rid of uh, Tevin over the summer, I was like, no, nah, you don't want to get rid of your best line. No. I mean, I, I still maintain that. I, I do think he plays better on the right side than he do on the left. That's just my visual. I, I think he plays better over there. But I know Nate's coming back eventually, so he had to move back to the left. So we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, I mean, defense has been a gradual advance for the last couple of weeks. You know, we've, it's been a plus. I mean, it hasn't been the greatest at times, but it's definitely shown the fans enough to where, you know, they put the pitchforks and torches away on Flus for a little while. He bought him some time. You know, Phil Snow probably definitely helped. Uh, you definitely saw more variety in the defensive play calling. Uh, and even from going from Alan Williams to Matt Eberflus, you did see a slight change, but it, it definitely was, you know, you're playing more man coverage, you're playing less zone. And even when you did play a zone, the zones were a little tighter. And, you know, I'm still, I'm still, the jury's still out on that, but overall. And, you know, to, to go on to Tevin Jenkins, I mean, it, it was never a doubt in my mind that he was going to play, you know, to this level. That was just a fact. <laughs> right. I mean, if he, if he did not live up to his, his college expectations, it would be an absolute, you know, it would, it would have been awful to see that someone of his caliber in college just didn't keep progressing into the NFL. And he's done a fantastic job considering all the shit he's been through with this team. Injuries, speculation, uh, you know, moved around the offensive line all different ways. And for him to, for him to show up, and to still be one of our offensive, our best offensive linemen really says a lot about the kid, man. Yeah. It does. <clears throat> yeah. He's going to be our best left guard, too, Pete. He'll probably be our best right guard and our best left guard. Yeah. Agree. Give him some time behind it because he is just an animal, man. Yeah. You know, he, that's the kind, kind of player everybody wants, you know, somebody like that guy. And, Pete, you, you weren't on the show last week because you're, you're back. I hope you're doing better, my friend. I still have some challenges with that sciatica, but it's 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 better. It's it's a lot better. It was so awesome to meet you at the Vikings game. I can barely get my arms around you. <laughs> okay, retro. <laughs> it was a bear hug for sure from you, my friend. All right, that's enough of that already. See, here you go. Just just took it too far into two first. 15 minutes of the show to look at him just going overboard with it. Oh, he always oh. he always does that at some point. <laughs> at least he waited 15 minutes a few weeks back, like a month ago. It was like the right off the bat. And tossed him right <laughs> off the bat. 
it was just because you're just you're you're like twice my you're like taller than I it seemed like it was like damn how are you six, I'm six feet tall you six foot two nah, I'm, I've shrunken over the years <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what she said <laughs> <laughs> leave it out there man man and Foster I mean you got to go to the game with us last week uh, with with Chris Watts. I forgot to ask you about sitting in the seats with him. How were your seats? How how was your time at the game with him? It was it was awesome because we were sitting right at the 50 yard line. I mean we were a little little high for Peach, but um and like I, the- I literally I literally for the first for the first 10 minutes of the game because I was watching you guys do the flag thing. So I was sitting in the first row in the four in the four thirty seven section. And that was that was actually really nice, man, because it was like I was almost I was slightly above the field. I, I felt those were decent, man. But then we moved up our 20 rows and I was trying to get Chris to go down and he didn't want to. But we were still good because we were sitting right on the 50, slightly above everything. So, I mean, I don't even need the binocs or anything. I could see everything, man. The only thing I didn't see, which I wish I would have, was when uh, Chris Watts, when you guys were doing the flag. The NFL flag or the power flag, whatever that was. Yeah. He he went down to the ground and kissed Soldier Field. Oh, I missed that. I, I didn't get know. to see it. He was telling he was telling me the whole experience. And we had we had a real good time. Chris 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 dozed off for about 10 minutes there because he got tired, but other than that, man, we had a blast. And then we got to hang out in the parking lot waiting for all you guys because we got there 15 minutes before you. So I was happy I got to spend some some good time just talking to Chris, man. So you were actually able to see us on the field, right? Yes. Oh, you right. I, you have a, I bet you I got some video of it on my phone. I haven't even looked through my phone. Yeah, there's this right there. You can see Chris Watts with his hair. Yeah. Yep. You can see uh, the hat. And I'm right to his his right. Left. Oh, I didn't know you was on the field, Jordan. Right. I knew Chris was. I didn't know you was. Yeah. I was. Yeah, uh, I, was trying, I was trying to go with the beach. <laughs> really, he was trying really hard too. They say, they say Santa Claus can't come. <laughs> no, they had a they had a list of people. Oh, okay. And and I and I really I had to go on with them anyways because Chris's phone didn't work, so I couldn't even transfer him a ticket to, for him to get into the field by himself. Oh wow! Yeah that 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 was a problem because he's international, so it was very uh. It was difficult for him to talk to people nope. on his phone. No 5G. The only way he could do anything is if he was somewhere with internet. And then it all had to be like we did everything through Messenger. So how, how was he messenger. able to get in the game? What? How was he able to get in the game? I went with them. Oh, okay. You did go That's with them. That's when I was trying to get on the flag team, but they wouldn't let me because I'm not on the list. Right. We don't see Papa Smurf on the list here. Yeah, right, right. This is a, this is a, this is Foster taking a picture of us on the train ride home. Yeah, I sent it to Aldo, and I just put fucking kids. <laughs> Look at me passed out with my phone in my hand. <laughs> I was saying all this stuff to Aldo about Dan, and Dan was the three of us were on a three-way connection, and his phone was buzzing, but he slept right through it, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good stuff, man. That was good times. Absolutely. Cool. We got a picture taken with George McCaskey. Larry Mayer. Larry Mayer. Yeah. 
it was we got our uh, well there's a story here that larry mayer did about us uh i have to go back to this screen what is it this one and stop sharing this and present this one this is a story you can find it's a, it's actually in the um i posted it on the it's in the description of this of this show and this is the 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 article that larry mayer did about the gofundme for chris watts and there he is on the field that was the vikings game we had a uh, great seats in the end zone and then it goes on gives it shows him on the field holding the flag pretty cool stuff and then it uh another picture of him and i together there which is pretty cool and it mentioned it mentions you too foster look yeah, right i actually just read it jim foster was among the bears fans who, go, who donated to the gofundme page <laughs> he, he even quoted me in there man yeah i mean good times man who was you guys sitting at uh shorty for the uh raiders game uh, I was sitting 200 uh, United Club level, so I had to go into the United Club to get to my seats, and we were kind of off to the uh, so, to the right side of uh, almost almost to the end zone. But we had a, a perfect view of the field. It was it was it was amazing. Cool, cool. Clip saying, "Shorty, you sent, you sent me the video. Thanks." And my wife had had it up. Just show up. Shorty, you sent me the video. Thanks, and my wife had it just show up on her phone. It's spreading. Oh yeah, for the the um, the video of of well, it was a the article, right? Of Larry Mayer talking about. Uh, is that what? I don't know. But um, pretty cool stuff. There's also he was also on the uh, the morning show. Let me pull that up. You give a, a fax. Give a shout out to uh, Clinton, who uh, yeah. gave uh, Cliff the uh, club seats that you guys were sitting in. So thanks to Clinton. Major shout out to Clinton for those club level seats. We sat with it was Cliff Victoria and I and his buddy Curtis and uh, Clinton, who has the tickets. Excellent, excellent hosts. And thank you very much. It was an, a tailgate party before and after. It was a lot of fun. These hey. guys know how to cook, and Clinton makes a killer guacamole, man. I kid you not. Oh, man. I couldn't, I couldn't stop eating. My doctor's going to be pissed when I told him what I ate at that tailgate party. Before and after the game, because we stayed there till what, five when they threw us out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the hey. same thing as the Tampa game, too. Hey, guys. I want to give a special shout-out to Doug Van Dorn. I haven't seen him in the, in the chat in a few weeks, so – Doug, I'm glad you're here, man. Uh, yes. I was concerned about you, thinking about you. Uh, I'm glad you're okay, bro. Yes, yep. We seriously missed you, Doug. We were like, Where, how, where's Doug? Man, hope he's okay. We yeah. brought him up yeah. the last two weeks, man. Yeah, I was concerned about you. Man. I'm glad you're here. Let's get to everybody in chat while we're at it. Cliff. Yes, Cliff. PJ. I love Cliff. King Buka, Mr. Mayhem. Great to see you guys again. King Buka. <laughs> now, now we're wondering where uh, Mark Kazak is at. Where, where the hell is he? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is this is Chris Watts on his on the morning show, the Fox Morning Show, that Friday morning after I picked him up and ran my truck into a parking garage ceiling, oh. and 
<laughs> That's a dedicated bear fan there, I'm telling you. Well, man. There's no sound, Shorty. No sound? Mm -mm. Damn it. Let me try that again. Now, I did give uh, Chris a beer. Yeah. Uh, that should be. There wasn't any audio on that? Nope. No. It might have been really. I'm hearing audio now. I just don't know what it is. Let's try it again. Took you at 37 years. No, you don't hear that. So how uh, again? You know, you, you talked about becoming a Bears fan yep. back in the 80s. Um, what kept you with the team all these years? Well, I think it's like a bit of a British thing. Like once we we pick a club, we we just stick to it. <laughs> so um, you know, you, you get the loyalty. And um, yeah, the Chicago Bears. It was it was more or less it was more the the sort of Big personality in the eighties, like Jim McMahon and, uh -huh. and Walter Payton and the Fridge, um, and yeah, I've just been just been following them for over thirty years for my sins, and uh, my sins. That's not really. So for your uh, sins? is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> it has been that long since we last won the Super Bowl. We've been to one since That's then. That's right. Yeah. Chris, let me ask you this: Your favorite players back in the mid '80s, yep. and then who are some of your favorite players all these years later? Well, Walter Payton is my favorite Bears player. I actually ended up uh, playing football. Okay. We actually, yeah, we actually had teams over in England, oh. so I, I played running back because of Walter Payton. Um, so yeah, so that 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 that, that was really inspiring. And then I suppose uh, the team today, obviously, you know, we like to see Justin Field improve like he has uh -huh. done for the last couple of weeks. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, I'd say Justin Field at the moment is, is probably my most favourite present player. Yeah. Let me ask you, you know, when you talk to your friends in England, you say, "I'm a football fan." They're like, "That's not football." Do they <laughs> oh, say that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like if I said, "Oh, soccer in England." The lynch me. Uh -huh. <laughs> go, no, 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 that's football, you know. And the NFL's not football, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, yeah, you know, you used to get that a little bit when I was growing up, but um, it's become so popular over, over, you know, over in England now with the um, the, the regular season games at Wembley right. Stadium. Yeah. Can I just say that he was so hungover right now that yeah. you have got to give him so much credit for talking. <laughs> Yeah. Even being able to speak, uh, yeah. Um, so it sort of really exploded again. But in the 80s, it were absolutely massive uh, American football in, in, in England. Good. You know, you had, you had people sort of, you know, wearing all the merchandise, and there were teams sprouting up everywhere. So, uh, yeah, that 85 Bears spread, spread the word of the NFL really into Europe and into England. Well, the NFL uh, clearly saw you all wearing your Bears gear over there and said, we've got to get the teams over there some more. So you're going to the Bears game this week. That's right, yeah. We're facing off against the Vikings. Yep. This will be your very first Bears game in the U.S. That's right, yes. Um, so tell me how you're feeling about it and what you're hoping to see. I, I, I'm quite confident. I'm not confident. I'm going to give you a Joe Namath guarantee win. That's how, that's how confident I am. All right. Now, now we got to pull him. <laughs> if you want to watch the entire. Uh... You know, after that game, Justin Field wasn't his favorite player anymore, if you remember correctly. Yeah, I was going to say that statement, it kind of aged well, right? Like, uh, I, yeah. I totally gave up on him. <laughs> but he told me, like, when they asked me that, I, I just, I don't know, Justin Fields, what, what's the other answer, right? What's it going to be? Uh, Jaquan Brisker? You know, uh, Deontay, Deontay, baby. 
Roshan Johnson, right? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, right. Any anyone you could have said about anybody really, but Fields. Uh, that night we went after we uh, got. I picked them up and trashed my trashed my truck. We went to Billy Goats, had a couple of Malort shots. Ooh, um, how was that? Uh, not as bad as I thought. Oh, okay. Kind of had yeah. a. Dan's face was puckered for two days. Don't let him bullshit. It was very. It was. It almost had like a. The final sensation was like you ate a lemon peel. Very bitter. It wasn't kerosene, that. Kerosene, castor oil, and lemon peel. Somebody put. Somebody posted <laughs> in the comments of the video that I took uh, in Billy Goats. It was perfect. It was like, it's like drinking something something through a um, a dandelion stem. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was perfectly said. Yeah. yeah Doug. Ooh. Half as nasty as you thought. It's he loved still half nasty. He loved the burger though. He mm -hmm. loved Billy Goat's burger. And then uh yeah, hit up a hit up a, a, a bar after that and got a little too uh shitty for the next morning, but he handled it well. Good for him. <laughs> pissed as he would call it he kept saying i was absolutely pissed last night i'm like about what <laughs> what brush up on your slang there what pissed you off so bad <laughs> uh doug uh what he loved about the billy goats burger was is the same thing that i love it's the um the kaiser roll bun that they have it's a very soft mm. kaiser roll bun and you can put all your own ingredients on it he just loved it. But he did ask for fries. <laughs> but it was a great week with him. Um, I'm he, he got home safe. Good. I mean, Foster and I shed tears when he left, right? Separately. <laughs> I went to I went to sleep when I got home. Just all I could hear was his voice in my head with all of his di different uh you know slangs for different words. And I was like, I think I think I got it now. I think I got it now. No, I don't. By day three, he was like, stop trying to talk like I'm walking me. around all week, you know, telling everybody, cheers, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. It's all because of him, man. Because that's like I'd hand him a lighter for a cigarette. Cheers. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Whatever it was. Here's a bottle of water. Cheers, mate. So it was, you know. Cheers, mate, is this thing. He yeah. kept he kept saying Cheer, uh, cheers. Cheers, cheers. Then he, went, he started going, cheers, thank you. I'm like that's like a double yeah. acronym. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's something. You're uh, you're pronouncing it twice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so what was on the uh uh menu for the tailgate with uh Cliff? Oh, oh th those were tacos. Oh yeah, tacos, okay. Oh yeah. Steak tacos, burgers, stuffed bratwurst. Uh, cool, man. I, I oh, you went to that too, Foster? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. Cool, cool. Like I said, I, 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 I did everything outside. I didn't spend the dime at Soldier Field, man. It's oh, like wow. enough. Wow. Ate before and after. Did everything before and after. It was just a great day, man. It was a long day. Man, well, good job there, Cliff. On uh. Well, stuffed bratwurst, you said? Oh, those guys had everything, man. They had more than that. 
King Buka worked at Portillo's when you were a kid. I worked at a similar place. So could you make your own Portillo's if you needed to now, King Buka? I don't know where you live, but if you don't live in Illinois, could you make them yourself? Because I do. <laughs> hey, Hair Bear. Cheers, y'all wankos. Hair Bear! <laughs> I sent Chris a link for tonight, but he's probably still recovering. <laughs> when did he get back? Uh, Tuesday morning. I, I dropped him off at O'Hare at around 1 o'clock. His flight was at 2.30. So I, I want to say Tuesday morning their time is when he got uh, ten okay. around ten o'clock, yeah, okay. on Tuesday morning. Cool, cool. So I, you know he was up, man. He had a rough. Let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday was pretty rough for him, man. It was. <laughs> <laughs> he had a rough weekend, man. He came back from Alto's party like just hungover as I've ever seen anyone when he got on the train with you the next morning, just like. And the whole time he sat down, he's like, fuck you, Foster. <laughs> That's what he kept saying it, too. Fucking, no reason. Foster. fucking Foster. Fucking Foster. He didn't do anything. I'm like, what did Foster yeah, do to you, man? He drove us around. He's a, he's our DP. <laughs> you know? He didn't do anything. He didn't encourage you to do anything. You were the one chucking out the tequila bottle at Alice's yep. party. <laughs> yep. Him and Kurt, that guy Curtis, man. I like Curtis. He's a good guy, dude. Yeah, Curtis is a good guy. Curtis took care of have a great time, talking man. on tequila, yeah. and I'm going, man, somebody's going to pay for that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank God I got good, Chris good, out of my good. car before he puked. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cliff's got pictures of Curtis on the side of the highway puking at about the same time. <laughs> There's a whole puke, puke documentary for two days just about. I think we got it documented on our phone. <laughs> So, so what I'm hearing is Cliff is like that little devil in your shoulder, getting oh, you to drink yeah. more. No, yeah. that's buddy Curtis. That's Curtis too, but Cliff, Cliff is just awesome, man. You got to just <laughs> listen to the guy. Cliff, uh, yeah, good guy. And pay attention when he talks because you'll miss it, and it's usually quick. <laughs> kind of like you, PJ. <laughs> oh, Cliff's my guy, man. Cliff's my guy. I'm telling you. Yep. Yeah, he'll be on the show soon. As soon as his house is fixed, right? Again. <laughs> yeah. As soon as that house is fixed, he'll buy another one. Three years Sorry, from now. Sorry, guys. I got I to gotta put in my new Lene again. Well, didn't we do this like two years ago? I was it was a different hurricane. It was a, the ne this next yeah. hurricane that took out this Lene. <laughs> He's got such a great uh, Chicago accent when he talks. Hi, Dan. How you doing? Great to see you again, Dan. He's such, he's such a polite guy. He is wild, man. <laughs> love it love it but uh had a great freaking week with everyone uh great to see you again cliff and curtis again and clinton thank you for the tickets and aldo thank you for being such a gracious host at your party i'm sorry that i pissed in your bushes the next uh, the night we left <laughs> Dude. You know, Dude. won't go into that anymore but uh yeah because <laughs> i want to now <laughs> <laughs> so i finally I'm trying for an hour and a because because Dan Dan drank a little too much himself, obviously. We right? all did. we are all shit faced. I, I didn't. I didn't drink too You're much. You're the only one that wasn't. It's fine. <laughs> so, anyways, finally get Dan out the front anyways. door. He closes the front door. I'm walking to my car. I thought he's right behind me. I get to the car. I turn around. He's gone. Came out. Took a step. Turned into the bushes. Had to pee. <laughs> he couldn't make it back twenty feet to the back. I don't think he could get in, but it was. 
I'm going, oh, crap, man. Nobody saw yet. There's like 70 cameras in the neighborhood. The neighbor. <laughs> Cliff goes, Cliff saying pissing wasn't the bad part. It was the ring cam that caught me at all those houses. <laughs> Uh, oh, what an but, I, but I think Aldo just said, hey, man, when you got to go, you got to go. I mean, I literally took two steps out the door. I was like, holy shit, I got to go right now. I was like, starting to piss myself. I'm like, I got to go in the bushes. I'm already <laughs> in the car starting it. <laughs> That's when you know it was a good party. So thank you, mm. Aldo. Everyone was there, too. John Buffone, uh, Heidi showed up. Currents uh, were there, AC. AC was there. The whole, the whole show. Dan Aguirre was there, right? Dan Aguirre, Dan Joe Mandel, Vinny Parisi. I just want to know, did anybody grab Dan Aguirre's junk? No. Okay. How would you want to know that? No. Yeah. Uh, now you're going, you're talking, you sound like Dan, Peach. Cut it out. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking about that. Uh, you know that picture he got with... Uh, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. 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 No, Manson didn't show up. Oh, that's right. Danny Shimon was there. Uh, Tooch was there too. It was, it was KB. It was awesome KB was there. KB was there. Yep. Man. Uh, there's a uh, Will Wright who's Joe, Joe Mandel and his wife. The Mandels were there. Will Wright's doing a new show on the Barham Network. He was there. He's, yeah, there. Sorry, I missed you, man. I really uh... came to the wrong game, buddy. Wrong game. You, you, you blew your wad. No, 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 no. I got, <laughs> I got a chance to see Justin Fields finally, finally play, though. But you would have seen a win if you want to kind of come to this game. I wanted no, to see Justin Fields play though. Because he didn't play. <laughs> That's his whole point. He was Justin Fields. Damn you it. would have seen him play for three plus quarters. Not against, against the Raiders. Not against the Raiders. Against the Vikings. Yeah, I said, he went, to the, yeah he went to the Vikings game. Yeah. Right that game. Yeah. The dance still hung over from fucking the game. <laughs> still hung over, man. <laughs> I, I drove. I, I I got up the next day from that game and drove twelve hours home. Got home at twelve thirty a.m. on Monday morning, and I was just like, I, I was great the whole ride. And as soon as I walked in the door, I was like, oh my! I just passed out. After the game, you drove straight home. The next morning. Oh, the next morning. Okay. Got home. Took the train home. That was the, that was the passed out pick on the train. Okay. And then uh, had a little teary uh, moment when. When uh, Chris left, and then uh, passed back out on the train, and luckily somebody on the train farted, like, and like it totally woke me up, and I was like, I heard that, and like my next stop, the the next stop was mine. I was like, thank God I heard that. Man, man, <laughs> a lot of fun, man. What a great weekend. Oh, yeah, cannot too. wait to do it again. If I, I'm sure Aldo will not invite me to his house again, I don't blame him. But uh, we can do the party somewhere else. <laughs> uh, Shorty can't come back to my house. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Cliff saying, Shorty, you're seeing what weekends with us are like. Yeah, he keeps saying you've you've had the full Curtis experience, and I was like, no, Tampa was my fault. Uh, this last one might have been Curtis's. <laughs> I don't know. I, th I think uh, Cliff, Curtis, and you are the party animals there. <laughs> Could be, yeah. I wasn't chugging out of a bottle of tequila, though. I know Cur Curtis was about the most hungover I've ever seen anyone in my entire life. He reminded me of uh, New Year's 12 years ago that I had. <laughs> it's just <laughs> one of those 
New Year's mornings where you're just like, God, kill me. You <laughs> sit at the tailgate just like, ah, oh, uh. <laughs> The funny part is he was blasted out of his mind Saturday night, puking Sunday morning, still drunk and hungover, like through the game. And wow. he drove the truck to drive us to the train after that because everybody else was too drunk. <laughs> Wait. Well, Hare Bear says you guys can come to come to his place next time. He has five acres. All right, Hare Bear. Oh, man, we'll destroy it, Hare Bear. <laughs> <laughs> you can't leave those guys alone for too long. That's the problem, man. You give us too much space. Well, this is yeah. right. I said, I, that's what I was thinking, uh, you know, because I live like on an acre and a half. If I piss out in my front yard, nobody would know, you know, so it was just, uh, it was not only was it an emergency, but it was kind of like a normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no normalcy with you. Crown <laughs> <laughs> a day. But it was a great weekend. Great week with with uh, and, uh cannot we, he he's he wants to plan this every year. Um, he's gonna have to start saving right now because right. we're not gonna another GoFundMe. But uh, uh, it'll be it'll be great. That twenty, 20 yeah. quid a week will do it, man. Twenty pounds a week. Twenty twenty pounds a week, huh? Yep. But that, that should get him close in American money. It'll get him close. And then, yeah. I, but we we had a deal when I dropped him at the train station. I'm picking him up at the same train station next fair season. Mm-hmm. So, all he has to, that, all he has to do is start a OnlyFans. You know, I'm sure he get he'll make the money up. <laughs> Just sell pictures of his feet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cliff is saying Chris is awesome in, per- in person. Such a great guy. He is absolutely. I mean, you know, Chris claims to be a, a lazy person, but this guy is absolutely fucking spotless. He doesn't wear the same shirt or pants twice in in a row. He takes a shower every single morning. He makes his bed. He he irons his clothes. I mean, I, I'm sure you still iron your clothes, Walt and PJ. But I know normal, Foster normal and I adult people stuff, guys. <laughs> we do not iron our fucking t-shirts, but he does. He's not that lazy. He showed me pictures of his apartment. It's like spotless. Crap, not, I need him over not, here. He's not lazy. He's just unmotivated. I think we just motivated him, guys. What did you say? I said, crap, I need him over here. I know. So do I. That's why I was trying to get him to stay with me all week, damn it. Why <laughs> <laughs> my house clean? He's OCD. Doug Van Dort, iron clothes? I know not of which you speak. I know. It's, it's dryer, high heat, and some sheets, man. And, and, and then fold the iron off. That's exactly. why it says right on the dryer, wrinkle release, right? I, I think. <laughs> So he's not lazy. I tell you that much. He's not lazy. He's just unmotivated. I think we've motivated him. So I, I, I hope so too, because I'm just like, dude, 20 pounds a week, and you can be back here next fall. I will tell you what, though, Chris, when you're watching this tomorrow, do not expect to go on the field every time. Do not expect to get interviewed by Larry Merritt every time, and do not, do not expect to go on Fox News every time. Next time you come out, it's going to be a lot more boring. Yep, we'll, get you, on, we'll get you on CBS, Foster. and we'll have. 
somebody else interview you. Exactly. <laughs> well, I see that picture of four networks. Maybe we're good for four years, dude. Six. Next time, next time, Chris, you're gonna be sleeping in the paneling behind Foster in his house. <laughs> That's what he's afraid of. Cop, and when you guys were here, when he's got the metal cot with the plywood on it. <laughs> I want to see that picture that him and I took together. Oh, well, I have a video. No, I don't care about the video. I want to see want the video. You don't want the video of me walking up to you? No. All right, then. Let's see. I see. I want to, I, I want to see myself internationally. <laughs> I'm not internationally known, but I'm known to rock the microphone. <laughs> All right. Eric B and Rakim, huh? So, let's get into the game. Enough about go. enough about Chris Watts. He's had his his he's had his fame. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into the game. All right, let's get into the right. game. I think that what I saw from uh, Foreman had a little bit of Walter Payton in him, guys. Not saying oh, you're going too far. I'm no, just saying no. he was he was he was running the ball with with some fierceness. Do you have to say Walter Payton though? Of course I do. He's can you like say maybe Anderson? How about uh Anthony Thomas? Yeah, shiftier than Anthony Thomas. Walter Payton is such a high praise, man. You just can't give him that high praise. Yeah, right? Thomas Jones. Thing. All right, let's go with Thomas Jones. All right. Okay. All right. Say he ran like Deontay Foreman too. I, that's what I was going to say. He, he ran he just ran like, just like Deontay year, Foreman. <laughs> hey, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, I heard of yeah. him. Yeah. That's why pe people in the fantasy leagues had him stashed on their bench because they're waiting for this moment, dude. Because we, we know what he's capable of. What do you do? Nine hundred and something. He got nine hundred something yards in nine games last year. I think. Don't even play the last nine. I actually like the game plan. The fact that. They ran the ball. I mean, they do that with Justin Fields, man. Whoo, that guy might be uh, MVP. <laughs> you like that, Walt? I, I don't know if Mike's the right word. I think would be is better. There you go. There you go. See? <laughs> we got a Neil Anderson comparison from DVD and uh, Jerome Bettis from Hair Bear. Yeah. I mean, he ran the ball really well. He was fierce. Hair Bear. Hair Bear. He was running with authority. Um, I mean, excellent job for yeah, a guy sure. that has not been activated for most of the season. And he was running like it. Yeah. Great job by him. The game plan. You got you to give flowers to Getsy when they're deserved, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the fact that I don't know. How, I mean, I don't have the stats. I don't know how many times he ran it. But there was an emphasis on the run game. And I, I liked it. I, I really liked it. It's like, you know, they had to react to that. And then you have so many open passing lanes because they on play action after you have a established a good running game, and that's something we did. So I was impressed with that. I'm glad he he done that. Did you guys? Because I this is the first time I heard Flues actually come out and say, "Yeah, we're a running team." Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah I heard him say that. I'm, I'm trying to go back when I heard him say that last. Does anybody remember the last time he said that? No, not off the top of my head. I, I don't either. That's why I, I was like, hmm. That's what we need to be as a running team. We did pretty, we were pretty good at it last year. Even if you take Fields out, we were still a decent running team. Well, the problem is our offensive line has been so, you know, yeah. tossed around and miss. You know, every there's players filling in left and right, and 
guys getting injured. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, still, it's still easy to do run offense, even though you're slapping guys and then pass pro, man. I mean, and that's logical. What, logical. That's what the – I mean, a perfect well, example. Of that, you got the backs to do it. We, we were blessed with a, a good amount of running backs that are that decent. I mean, even Evans, Darrington Evans played some – had some good, meaningful plays on that game, dude. Right. The last two weeks, particularly the Raiders game. Right. And I don't I remember agree. the Vikings game as well because I didn't get to go again. I think, <laughs> I think the fact that, you know, you have that running game when, like, to your point, Foster, so when you get the running game established, everything else is easier. Uh, I think part of the reason why we had troubles, especially in that Vikings game, first play, empty set. Why not start off running the ball? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it from the shotgun. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, PJ, you wanted the uh, rushing numbers. It was 38 attempts overall. Is that the most for the season so far? Do you know? Seems like uh, off the top of my head, I would I would assume so because we were very dominant. I don't remember us running the ball that much at all this year. Well, 16 for De- Deontay and 14 for Darrington. See, it's usually coming from behind, so we can't run. <laughs> it was close. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, I I was so impressed with that part of it. I was like, man, you know, we would we look like a running team, and and they were trying to stop that, and by them trying to stop that, he was able to throw the quick pass because he never threw any long passes. He always threw the quick pass, so it was a good game plan. So hats off to Getzy to your point that you know we. Talk about him when he done, does bad. So when he does well, hats off to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a little better. I mean, yeah, probably it, couldn't throw the deep ball. I'm wondering that myself, but that's what we will say that for another time. Uh, yeah. I'm with you, boy. I'm with you. I, I, he's, he's probably going to have a chance to throw the deep ball this week because they're going to take all that away from him. Uh, if they're, the if they're smart. The screen. What? The Chargers suck versus the screen pass. He's going to sit on that all day. Yeah. They they do, but I'm I, I would be betting that they're looking at taking away the running game and the short pass game because he hasn't we haven't they've only got the little bit of footage they got on this guy on Badgett. So right. they're gonna have to work off of that and they they see these quick passes. They're gonna have I, to I try to take that away, or you're just gonna you're just gonna do that all day if you're if you could do it. And he's excelled at that. He's probably closer to his ceiling than any other rookie in the damn league. Did you hear the that? Done the same. It, it, he said he was running similar similar playbooks since high school. Man, it's five years of playing. Did you hear the mic'd up from uh, Lucas Patrick? Yes. Yeah. He was like, he was like, bro, bro, like, yeah. what? This kid is, this kid is like, he, what kind of under, what kind of rookie, uh, pump fakes on a rollout like that? Like, he was giving a major praise for just running the offense the way they did. He was very quick. The tempo of it was very, it was noticeably different. The way that he, with the, t- the tempo of the offense, it was like he was running a two minute offense the whole game. His footwork was, I mean, for a rookie. Wow. Good I, for I him. I don't know how many times I've wanted us to run a, a two minute offense for the whole game over the last 20 years. I've been saying that. That seemed life, to be right? the only time we were doing anything. Exactly. But the way that the way that he even when he fakes even when he hands the ball off he dro- he's, he drops back and he like he does this like he's about to throw it so he actually hands the ball off the running back's got the ball he plants his feet and he goes like he's about to throw it 
<laughs> like that they add up over the course of the game because then you don't know whether or not he's going to actually he's actually handing it off or he's going to pass it the yeah, same fields do that too yeah it's nothing new i mean the whole game plan was pretty much basic uh to say the least not saying he uh, doesn't i was just saying like, for a rookie it's very impressive mm-hmm. i mean is he really a rookie i mean is, he's a rookie in the sense of the term it's his first year in the nfl but he's gotten more experience than a lot of quarterbacks that are starting right now yep. yeah. out of college. Yep. You know, the, the job doesn't change at the end of the day. The competition does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a quarterback is a quarterback, whether it's college, XFL, NFL. Uh, that's, not, that's not taking away from Badgett's game. He played a good game, but you know, when you're throwing you know these short passes, it's not a sustainable offense to to, to win games continuously. Eventually, some team's going to come and blow you up, and that's the end of the story. I will say, Cliff, first of all, I want to say pause to this comment here. You want to see some you want deep balls? We'll want to say pause first of all. You want to see? You want to see him balls deep? Dan's got to go right into it. <laughs> it was PJ. PJ did it. It wasn't me. <laughs> well, he didn't even get the finish. So the correct the narrative for him. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, on, on a serious note, that is that is what I really want to see from uh, Bajan moving forward. I want to see how well he throws a deep ball. Well, if you watch him in college, he can throw the deep ball. It's just a matter of getting the getting him the protection to set up the deep ball to throw it, and the ball comes out of his hand quick enough that I think that the protection is there. I think they're to, to what you're to what you're saying, PJ. I think that it, they, they will do that because I think they're going to be looking to shut down the short game this week. They're expecting that, right? They're not going to expect them to to yeah, do, you, do you really want to drop back on a seven step drop against Mac and uh, Boza? It depends on what Mac you're talking about. <laughs> the one that got six sacks in one game earlier this year. Yeah. yeah. No, that will be a problem for him. Yep. For the yep. offensive line, for sure. Yeah, especially if we got Borum still in there. <laughs> Hair Bear saying Cliff said deep balls. <laughs> like Turning into Beavis and Butthead over here. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that if, if they can, if the offensive line, because Braxton is, what is the uh, injury report? It's uh, limited. I think it's limited to the, uh, this week. Yeah, limited for Braxton, but uh, yeah. KB, KB was he got tickets. KB from the, the from the Barfly Tailgate show on the Barum Network. You know he's cousins with Andrew Billings. Right. So he got the tickets to go to that game through Andrew, so he was actually hanging out with them, with the Bears players after the game, hanging out with his cousin. He took a bunch of pictures and posted them on the on the Twitter. A feed that we had for Aldo's party. Okay. And he said that he asked him how he was doing. He said he's ready to go. So they're just gonna they're gonna you know slowly ramp him ramp Braxton Jones back up into the games. And it might not be this week, but I mean I think Borm has been holding his own. And uh, times. I mean, yeah, he's had his moments, but he's holding his own for the most part. So with the, with them still mixing the, the pieces around, having to move Tevin Jenkins back to the right side, putting Whitehair to the left guard, you know, going back to Patrick at center. 
I mean, and then we let's not even forget that the rookie right tackle was playing with like a bum arm. <laughs> One arm. Dude, watch, watch the all 22, dude. He's amazing. His left yeah. arm looked like something was compromised and he just wasn't using it. He was just like using, he's kind of just kind of. How was he now? Is he still injured? I mean, I haven't heard. I, I don't, I don't know. It's his arm and his toe, shoulder and his toe right now. It was limited today. Didn't practice on Wednesday. Ooh. So it's actually on the PSF app. So that's going to be tough. Uh, let's see. Darnell Wright is did not participate with a shoulder toe, shoulder mm-hmm. slash toe. That's going to be tough going against Bosa and Mac. He just he was just holding off Mark, uh, Crosby with one arm. Yeah. Watch the watch the replay, man. I, there, there's like you three plays. You you remember how uh, Mac hip tossed uh, the guy from uh, Tampa Bay, right? Yep. <laughs> Like a child, right? So, <laughs> like a rag doll, <laughs> not man, even t- work. Yeah, Tristan works. Raggedy and doll. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be a good test. Play left tackle. Huh? Uh, who's going to play left tackle? If he doesn't play, I mean right tackle. Vontae Collins. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, about that. Uh, how about Tevin Jenkins, PJ? Huh? How about Tevin Jenkins? <laughs> right. But I'm just saying. So I mean, you got to factor in now. You said they're going to game plan against the short passes. So they can't throw the long passes if your protection is going to be suspect. Right. So it's going to be a tough game for him there, probably. Eduardo, Eduardo Isaac Rodriguez M. Hi, guys. Great show. Thank you for joining us, Eduardo. Eduardo. Hang out with us for a little a little longer. We're having fun over here. Joe Treviso, what's up? Joey. I'll be at the game with my Fields jersey on rooting for Bajant. You're going to the <laughs> game? Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Are you going to the, to the Chargers game? He just said it, man. <laughs> it said last week he was going, too. So he's traveling? Is he from? Are you from Chicago? Hey, he's internationally known, known to rock the microphone. I love that song. You want to make me start to dance? Oh, I better stop this. <laughs> he actually lives in California. Yes, awesome, Joe. Oh man, so you're going to be wearing your Fields jersey, rooting for Bajant. Awesome, man. Bring some vibes there. Jeremy, what's up? Great to see you, too. If TB17 keeps playing well, JF may not get the chance to set up, step up in Chicago. Uh, I, don't, well, I don't agree with that. The coach already came out and said Justin Fields is the starter, Tyson Bajan is the backup. They know their roles. There's nothing wrong with Bajan. He's a fine player, but yeah, he's not the starter on this team, no okay, matter how much anybody it. wants him to be. All right. Can I pontificate for a second? Cool. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can I just pontificate for just just one moment, please, guys? You need you need K, KB as a pontificator too, man. At least it appeared that way in some of those photos. Man, so what happens if he throws three touchdowns this week? Justin can't play next week. He throws five. We win both games. We go on a three-game winning streak with Tyson Bajant throwing um, uh, what five or eight touchdown passes in two games or in three games. The three-game winning streak. We we haven't seen the even a two-game winning streak in how long? That that's where the pontification comes in. 
Okay, so you want you you want my answer? I'm ready to pull you, but sure. So, <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so, so you're saying that he throws eight touchdown passes in three games, and you want him to be the permanent starter if he wins all three. But winning is not a quarterback stat. But winning is a win. But it's not a quarterback stat. So if I'm a quarterback and I do my job and we still lose, you can't fault me for not doing my job. Now, if I don't do my job, you got a point. But winning and losing is a team stat. So in three games, he throws eight pat touchdown passes and you're overlooking fields throwing eight touchdown passes in two games? But they were losses? What does it matter? Again, not a team stat. I mean, not a okay, so that, Exactly. Okay, but it does matter if 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 Tyson Bajan comes out and throws 120 yards the next two games, no touchdowns, and the Bears win both games. And he's on a three-game winning streak. Yeah. So that that is if, – if, if the stats are better for him, that's not more in his favor to – and I'm just asking the question to start the next game. If Fields is ready to come back. I think you have to actually evaluate the play of me because as much as, as excited as you are about Beijing winning this last game and, you know, bears look good enough. He threw for 162 yards. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, uh, if yards. so if he has the same game, the next two games in a row and we win, then, um, that, then that goes to say that it's defense playing better and the offense around him playing better. So when Justin Fields comes back in, everything will be clicking, ready for him to just pick up where he left off, and he can go back to 300-yard games and four, four touchdown passes. Well, you you would think. I mean, but, but then, too, you got to also look at the game plan, like I was saying earlier. I mean, the fact that we ran the ball 38 times, and that's not including the run – I mean, the quarterback. We're talking running backs running that ball that many times. How when was the last time they done that for Justin Fields? So I'm looking at it from a point of I, I I like the fact that he did get the ball out fast, but I'm not just jumping on the bandwagon yet because one thing I haven't seen from him is the fact that he has that big play ability yet. Because in that what, what what team was that we beat uh, with Justin Field at quarterback? Um, Commanders. Commanders. The way Justin was passing that day, I have yet to see Bajan on that level. If I may, let me just, if you guys can follow me. John Elway, when he first started off, he wasn't very good. He was kind of like running quarterback all the time. He kind of, Justin Fields kind of remind me of that. But he became, John Elway, a Hall of Famer, eventually. And I think that's where Justin can go, whereas Bajent, and I know you guys are going to kill me for this, but I'm going to just tell you like it is, kind of like a Kyle Orton, kind of like a uh, – who was another quarterback that stole short passes? Until he shows me that he can show that deeper pass, that's what he reminded me of, to where the team's going to start creeping up on him and he's not going to have those windows like he did. That's where the pontificator in me comes in and says, what if he throws for five, four touchdowns, you know, uh, they're all over 60 yards and we dominate the game on offense and he's moving the ball with efficiency. The conversation changes. 
it comes in it kind of comes into the to the there you go mr mayhem tyson bajan is josh mccown 2.0 it kind of it's kind of like that year under mark trustman when uh cutler wasn't quite getting it done mccown comes in he he leads the team everyone rallies behind him he's he becomes like the leader in that moment and they hand the, the ball back to uh, cutler and it just fizzles out they kind of took away the 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 momentum from the team by doing that and that's the only question that's the only reason why i asked the question i'm not i i i mean you guys know i love bajant but i also love justin fields i started this channel because of justin fields but what i'm seeing out of bajant is is just as exciting in a different way and so it's it it bear it just bears the it bears the pontification really <laughs> right am i wrong Dan, just to play devil's advocate here, I think at one point watching another show, you said that we need to move on from Justin Fields. So I, I don't get it. Are you for it? I want you to find it for me. I have to go into Aldo's show from a couple weeks ago. Oh, did I say it in chat? Yeah, you did. Oh. I mean, it's it's just one thing. I mean, even if Bajan wins next this coming weekend, great. And Justin Fields comes back versus the Saints and he's healthy, he's going to play. Yeah, which he should. Yeah, it, it's it's set in stone right now. I mean, it, we all talk about how Bajan has a you know a quick release and all that. His release time was averaging about two point seven five seconds versus the Raiders last week. Justin Fields in Minnesota was two point six six. So if you take that same you know stat and transplace it into the Raiders game, you're probably going to run into the same factors that Justin Fields had. And every every week we go through, oh, Justin Fields holds the ball for four seconds, blah, blah, blah. You know, the stats aren't out there. You don't have to believe me. You can go look it up. You know, he's not even the top guy in terms of, you know, your average time to throw. That belongs to guys like Jalen Hurts, who is leading the Eagles to, what, five and two right now, six and one, something like that. Yeah. So this this whole this whole narrative that, oh, he holds the ball, that's the whole reason why everything's going on. Plenty of quarterbacks do it. You know, yeah. and I know – PJ, you said earlier too, talking about you know Bajan passed for 162 yards. PJ Walker passed for 178 and beat the 49ers. I mean, I'm I'm gonna put an asterisk on the win against the Colts because the referees kind of stepped in and you know gave him a free pass there. But do you really want PJ Walker starting on your team? Right. No. Exactly. So I mean, the the excitement for Bajan is warranted, but in the same token, we got to temper it. Because, you know, again, 162 yards. I mean, if Fields would have, the times he's thrown for 162 yards, what was the narrative? So right. we've got to look at the totality of it for me. I mean, again, I will say he looked crisp, Beijing did, with these short passes. But let's see how he adjusts to what the Chargers do to him this week. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and he didn't get blitzed. Since when do you not blitz a rookie quarterback? Yeah, no. Yeah, just two two points quickly. Then I know Foster wants to say something. I think that'll happen this week. The blitzes. <laughs> um, where was I? I lost my train of thought. Two points. Yeah. Blitzes. Two, two points. Blitzes. Uh, I'll come back to it. Where are the blitzes? I, I I'm just happy that we have a capable backup. That's yeah. where I'm at. I mean, we, you know, we haven't had one since McNown, McCown, McNown. McCown. Yeah, I always mix those two guys up. 
the guy we should have never traded for from Seattle because they laughed when we gave him a first-round pick. Meyer? Yeah, um, I don't know why I'm bringing him up. Wrong. Foster, you were there. Uh, I I think I posted it on um, one of the chats. I think May, uh, Mr. Mayhem saw it because he, he said that he couldn't believe that uh, – George McCaskey said he'd trade Justin Fields. Remember when we were talking to George McCaskey at the tailgate? And I said, if Tyson Bajan throws five touchdown passes today, trade Justin Fields tomorrow. And he turns and he's walking away and he goes, I hope that happens. And we're all like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like this too. Because I don't I get a Did get he a hear the trade? Did he hear the trade Fields part? Right. <laughs> I'm just saying because I I know I know I was standing right next to you when you said it. Yeah. So he probably was thinking. He, I hope he throws five touchdown passes. Right. Right. Because he was walking away when you said trade fields, and and that's why I went. We're all, <laughs> all kind of just like everybody. Everybody kind of stopped. Did he really? Right say... there when he when they were talking. Yeah. It was McCaskey and 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 uh, Jordy. Yeah. I would say this though. I would say the best best case scenario for me would be fields come back, balls out. So now we know we got our franchise quarterback. We know we got a solid backup. Carolina bottoms out, get the number first number all pick. We can trade down and get more picks. We can pick up uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Pick up uh, Versa. I mean. First from uh, Florida State, and give me a. Plus, you have picks in the second round and the third round, the same. I know, pick. I'd like to see, along with that, the offensive line come together and the defense really start progressing and really start playing by the end of the season, so that we're set going into next year, and maybe pull seven or eight wins on the season. Well, I think if you know things fall in place like that, we can actually become a playoff team next year. I mean, honestly, I mean, if, if we found out Fields the guy, and now we got these picks with Marvin Harrison, and then we got a pass rusher, and then we can try and sign Chase Young in free agency. Uh, I was just going to say that. We can, sign. we can trade from this Monday if we you want. got a couple of days left, PJ. <laughs> yeah, you could. Uh, uh, they're both available, Young and and Sweat. I'm hoping nobody trades for them. Yeah, because here that's the thing: if somebody trades for Sweat or Young the other is off the market in terms of free agency. Yeah. So like yeah. I was saying, when we were talking about the trade deadlines before and everyone thought I was nuts for trading for one of those characters, why not? We're going to lose them either way. Let's not play that game and get the guy we want. No, I think, I think we agreed. Well, I know I agreed with you. I just didn't want to like pay way too much in draft capital because I just don't see polls doing that. He values it so high because look what he does with it. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Jay Young's 24 years old. If you trade a second or third round pick for him and he continues to trend the way he is now, you're going to get better production than if you rolled the dice on a second or a third round pick. I agree. I'll agree with that. Let's get to what the chat what, what does Washington want? Right. <clears throat> they ain't getting first. That's just pure fantasy right there. But they'll get over themselves. Not for you a guy who's only going to play pool, 10 games with you. I've seen insane things. It's been a while, but but he's only gonna play nine games guaranteed. Yeah, unless well, whatever, whichever one you trade for, because you only gonna have him yeah. available for nine games, and he hits free agency unless you resign him. 
but no, you ain't guaranteed to not engage. You know, you make the an extension conditional. Yeah, that's part of the, the, trade, uh, the deal, right there. They did that with Devonte Adams when he yeah. um, got franchise tagged. Yeah. Holes holds on to money like Floose holds on to timeouts. <laughs> <That's kind of laughs> cool, Joe. I like that. <laughs> that so was far, good. it's true. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Because I showed them a scratch of my head at, uh, at the second quarter there. I'm like, what are we doing here? He also says he'd love to see Poles extend Jalen Johnson and trade for Chase Young or Burns. That's a good um, – Let's talk about that for a second. Jalen Johnson, re-sign him? I say yes. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in, man. I need to see a couple more games, or at least one more game of, you know, that same kind of production. He's hot money? gold from me. Yeah. So, How much money? I get that. I just look at him as an overall. The guy does – he covered Adams that whole game, I think, didn't he? No. Well, Tyreek No, oh, that's right. Right. I, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So well, how much money are you signing him for, though? I'm still. I want. I'll bring it back. I mean, top ten, top 12, 15 cornerback pay. He, I mean, he said where, himself. Let me see where he lies near the end of the season. You and can't just start to prove it accordingly. That's the way I'd look at it. Right. You can't just say that you haven't done enough and then come out and you know have two, a, a, two a picks and say I want money. Exactly. So. The Spit it out, man. The season has to be played out, to what you're saying, Foster. <laughs> well, that's, at I least more of it, like Walt said. He wants to see more, so do I. But, I mean, as as of today, right now, if it had to be done, I'd, I'd try and find a way to sign him wherever he's at in the ring. Hey, I get that. But you got to think about this, too. As a GM, time is on Paul's side at this point. Yeah. He can hold out. He can let you walk away. It, no. uh, he even said it on his own – uh, He's he's got he's on a show with on a score or something I don't remember, but I happened to be driving and I was listening to it. And he's like he goes, hey man, it's a business. Uh, I know I know I could be traded, I know I could be tagged, and he slipped and he goes, yeah, there's there's many opportunities. I mean, there's many things that can happen because even if he gets tagged, that's a great opportunity because what is it? However many millions of dollars that tag is, mm-hmm. so he's going to get his money either way, most likely for next year. I mean, another option too is uh, let's say uh, I know uh, who mentioned this here. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, I think. What's up, Bearski? Hey, Bearski, what's, hey, what's going on? Holy. Doug Van Dorn. Yeah, so Doug Van Dorn's talking possibly trading, you know, Jalen Johnson for Chase Young. Interesting trade. I don't think it will happen, but uh, let's say you want to move on from Chase, um, not Chase Young, Jalen Johnson. You bring in Chase Young. That opens up. Another one of your first round draft picks. So if you want to go out and grab, uh, you know, Kool Aid out of Al- as he's in Alabama, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Kool Aid? Yeah, the cornerback. Sounds like he'd be there to me. I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't watch college football. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to, you know, if you want to trade that first round pick back and then use it on somebody like him to fill in, you can. I mean, I, I saw a good amount from uh, Terrell Smith there. He can slide right in too. So the pieces are there to go either way. I, I like what T- Tony Dungy said on the, uh, uh, I think Chicago sports uh, interviewed him um, with uh, Ken Ken Davis. He said, "You you don't let talent just walk away." And 
you don't get rid of Tower. So you have him in the building already. Make it happen. Um, as long as J- I mean Jalen's not asking for top five cornerback play. I mean, I think that's the was a hang up with Roshan. We wanted to keep Roshan, but Roquan, I'm sorry, Roquan. We wanted to keep him, but he just wanted too much money. Hopefully, Jalen's not like that, and we can get him for like the 10th highest paid, which is around 14 million, I think. We can get him like that. I'm in. But if you're trying to get, oh, I want to be 20 million dollars a year guy, that's when the problem comes in at. No, I, I think if he hangs around past the trade deadline, there's a good chance he's going to get resigned. Clifton saying 15 million for four years would be a good contract for Jalen. <laughs> less than less than four million a year, dude. No, 15 million a year. Oh, 15 years. million a year. Sorry, I thought he said 15 million for four years. Okay, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be worth it. Like, damn, he's dude, still, he's still hungover from That's Sunday. Like under money. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I am still hungover from this weekend. Damn. This that past week. Damn. Well, yeah. I mean, because I don't want to have to go into next year's draft just trying to replace players and we just walk out the door. Let them walk out the door. Yeah. I, that's I don't want to do that. I, so I would rather get Jalen signed, concentrate on the other areas. Because, like I told you guys uh two weeks ago. Uh, in Doc way, he's kind of been a disappointment in my eyes because, yeah, he may have, what, three sacks, I think, something like that, <clears throat> but he has not looked impressive. So I don't foresee him being here next year at the rate he's going. No, no, no. That, that's why I said, you know, let's go out. we got the trade done that coming up. Let's use a pick. It doesn't have to be a super high pick. Let, let's get our dog on the edge. We, we need that, you know, somebody, some sort of alpha male to come in. And just be that guy who's just gonna be like like Max Crosby is. Yeah. I mean, Demarcus Walker is fine. Now nah, I got no qualms with him, but you still need that one, you know that that guy. So yeah. based on based on how Chase Young is playing this year, PJ, and, and uh, really quick to just uh, kind of uh, accentuate your point to Jalen Johnson being re-signed. Mm-hmm. Like you you preach this from day one. You you love your homegrown players, so I. I agree with you. I, I feel the same way. I would, it'd be nice to be able to keep him instead of letting him go. If we can get him for a nice, I like what um, Bersky is saying, like nine million a year, nine ten, even twelve million a year would be okay with me. But uh, to the trade for, if, if we did trade for Chase or for uh, Chase Young, what would you want to give up for him at this point? See, this this is the part where me and Walt differ. Me and Walt is both on the same page with wanting chase young we're just different on how we want to get him i'm hoping but my hope is no one trades for chase young or sweat and then try to get him in a free agency because i think he he's going to leave washington whereas walt well i'll I'll let walt explain it for himself go ahead okay i mean no there's nothing wrong with your opinion there you could definitely go ahead and get a guy like Chase Young or Sweat in free agency, but it's a big if he's going to get there to begin with. You know, both these guys are highly coveted uh, pass rushers. The edge rusher is a huge position in the NFL now, and the draft, outside of a few players, isn't as stacked as it has been previously. You know, you have guys like Verse, Dallas Turner, uh, Jan Ellis out of Utah, 
who is leading the nation in sacks, by the way, and getting no credit whatsoever. That's your guy, but, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little biased there, but you know, All right. when you come in and destroy people like that, you, you catch my, you know, so, and if my, my plan is, you know, I'm going to have this plan set up ahead of time. My plan is to bring in Chase Young. You know, that's the, that's the dream. You want to bring in Chase Young or Sweat. You can just insert anybody you want there. It doesn't matter. I have draft capital. I know I'm going to have cap space to sign a deal. Either way, I do it. So that's irrelevant. I'm going to go ahead and make that pick and make that trade. I'm not going to go any higher than a second. You know, the first, like I said, is asinine, and you're just insulting the intelligence of every other GM in the NFL. I'm going to go out. I'm going to say, let's talk business. We'll start the table with, uh, you know, conditional third round, the second round, if he plays X amount of snaps and gets X amount of sacks, however you want to work it. Extension, conditional to the deal being done in the first place, so you cover your ass, he doesn't walk away at the end of the year. And there you go. You have your guy. You don't need to now. What you can do is with your remaining picks, if you have a really high first-round pick from Carolina, let's say we get number one, we don't want to take Caleb Williams, we don't need a quarterback. Um, uh, quickly, uh, Joe Trezo, that was brought up by a few people today, a second round or a third round, and Dominic Robinson. I would entertain that, definitely. Um, or was I? So you now have two first two first-round picks, one high, probably one somewhere in the middle. You can move those picks if you want to. You have the option now to go into a luxury position like uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. You don't need to spend those picks on an, an quote-unquote unproven edge rusher. No, you have that. So that that's now off the table. You can now move those and get other things that you might not normally get and build the team uh, you know, better overall. Because even if you went and drafted Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jared Burris, I'd say that's a win on the draft. But if I can go ahead and draft Marvin Harrison Jr., the if I'm lucky enough to get the left tackle out of Penn State in the first round and have Chase Young, that's even better. And maybe I could possibly look into Chop Robinson somewhere in day two. My, my rebuttal to that would be, because I want Chase Young as well as Verse. I'm trying to get two pass rushers because we need two. Um, I think that, and just, y'all know how I feel about Justin Fields. First of all, let me be clear. Y'all know how I feel about him. But let's say polls don't feel the same way. So he's going he's gonna to take that first round draft pick that he got from uh, Carolina and go get his quarterback. Now we're not going to have the ability to get these other things. And then if we trade it for Chase Young by giving up our second, we're only going to have one draft choice to get uh, a player of need, be it Marvin Harrison or a – I seriously doubt if he would go after a, a defensive end if he traded for Chase Young already by, by in that scenario. In that scenario right there, if he uses his first to get the quarterback, then that other second round, I mean, first round uh, draft pick, he's not going to get another defensive end. He won't be able to get one in the second because he used that second to get Chase. So that's why I'm not, I'm, I'm with Foster. I'm not trying to give up 
assets to get after him. And I'll, I know it's a gamble, but I would rather gamble and try to get him in a free agency. I mean, you can recoup those draft picks easily. Even if you pick the, uh, you know, take the first pick, take Caleb Williams, you know, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams and Chase Young, you say you trade the second round pick, right? You yeah. have your second first round pick. Yeah. You can now move for a later first round pick and possibly pick up a second to replace that or pick up an extra third. No, you forgo the second round. You know, it, it is what it is at this point. Yeah. You're getting a better player for, than more than likely what you're going to get in the second round anyways. Yeah. You know, Chase Young is a building block player. That's why I'm saying him over you know, Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat's 27 years old right now. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. I, I I agree with that part. I just yeah. I'm I'm like I'm like Poles. I'm stingy with giving up draft capital like that, especially because he has had a serious injury. Now, had he never had a serious injury and he was just balling out, I'm all on I'm all on board. But because of that injury. We wouldn't be having this conversation if we had that injury or didn't have that injury, though. I think I think we're past that point now. He's, what, fifth in total pressures in the league? You know, <laughs> He's a stud. I give he you got, what, two, two sacks last week. And he's a, he's got five on the year. I mean, what, what more do you need to see? The knee seems to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say either way if it's going to blow up again. You know, nobody can. Right. You can't predict injuries, but – you know, the risk is is worth the reward at the end of the day. And I know, Doug Van Dorn, you asked about a center. I agree. We do need a center, too. Uh, you can get the guy out of Georgia probably around 38, somewhere around there, maybe even in the third or fourth round, depending on what mock you're looking at. But does he fit our system? Yeah. Okay. Van Fran can know... anywhere he wanted, honestly. <laughs> because I hear people talking about that – that tackle out of Penn State. But I'm I'm really believe Poles loves Braxton Jones. So if he loves Braxton Jones, he's not gonna go draft that uh uh first round first round out of Penn State. I don't believe he'd do that. Yeah, no, I was just throwing a name out there to be like right. if you wanted to go get him, you could. I mean, I think we need a tackle as a backup, but you probably can get him in the second or third in the in a in the right scenario if you like I say, if fields work out, he's our guy. We can trade down that Carolina pick, get multiple picks, and get multiple picks. I'll be aiming, aiming for a uh, center and a uh, tackle in the second round. In the first round, I'm getting a wide receiver, a defensive end, and maybe a three technique. I don't know yet. I mean, I'm just saying I would be trying to do something like that, though. Yeah. I mean, you could also pull like what the Texans did last year. Too. I mean that 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 was a that was a masterpiece. I yeah. I know they gave him a little too much to get Will Anderson, but yeah, that that has some balls right there. Oh yeah, so oh yeah. He's not the, the Texas champ is not afraid to go out and uh, get his guy, so to speak. Like I said, yeah. And you know, I, I don't doubt Poles' strategy. I don't. Yeah, I, but, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Very yeah, interesting. You can't let the Chase Young deal tarnish your your mind in a sense. Like yeah, these things are going to happen. You have to get over it, you know. Pull your pants up. No the Chase Claypool deal either. Don't let that mess you up too. Well, that's man. what I'm talking about. The, the Chase Claypool deal. Yeah. You know, he traded a second, which was market value at the time. Bearsky brought it up. Oh well, it happens. You no. Know? Right. Move on. Yeah. Move on, move on quickly. Nobody's even talking about it anymore. Well, <laughs> that's not true. People still <laughs> talking. 
Not yeah, but not not like not like three four weeks ago when he was on the team. Yeah, everybody's actually the since preseason that people have been saying shit about him, man. Oh wait, he looked good for a little bit there. I mean, the possibilities was there, but absolutely, I think he had the right right idea. Yeah, I agree. He had the right idea, man. I agree. I just think another get a tall bodied fast wide receiver in here because we put off, you know. Well, I think Marvin Harrison is a must-have. A must-have. A must-have because yeah. you got you got more, and you need you need a taller because he's what six four, I believe. Marvin Harrison is. We're talking about another Randy Moss here, guys. It's I'm it's, telling you, he's a must-have, man. He's a must-have. Yeah. That's where you know I was listening to Greg Gabriel talk. Uh, what was it, Monday, Dan? Uh, whatever yeah. day you were heading home, it was Monday. that show, and he made the comments like, "Oh, you know, I'll pass over on Marvin Harrison Jr." It's like, bro. No, go go away, man. No, that's not somebody you pass off. You you every, every, everything you set up to this point is now null and void, and just go. You move forward with him as your wide receiver, and Justin Fields just chucking bombs to him all damn day long. Or Tyson Bajan. I'm telling you, man. You looking at Marvin Harrison? You looking at DJ Moore? Mooney, Komet, oh my goodness! There was a scenario at once time I seen somewhere a scenario somewhere where, where they was talking about Atlanta wanting with a, a possible trade scenario. Atlanta give up Pitts and two first rounders to get our first. I'm like, can you imagine Pitts, Komet, Marvin Harrison, DJ Moore, uh, and Mooney? Oh my gosh! No. No, I'll take uh, I'll take Atlanta's first two round for uh, next two first round picks for sure. Is it, are they the worst? Wait, what is is Carolina? Carolina. Oh shit! Carolina hasn't won a game all year. We have the first pick in the draft as it stands. Yeah, I think we're one. In, we're number one and number three right now. Carolina is zero and six. Uh, are we still three because of that win? Yeah, we're still three. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah, just, um, I'm telling you. Who's his face? There's a side of me that still won this kind of like uh, not win that many games this year because I want even some high draft points, choices I can trade down for. Bad for the team, man. Got to start. I agree. Winning. Yeah. These guys got to start learning to win on a weekly basis. I agree. I agree with that part. And that, that's, that's what I'm saying. And we've, got, we've got the Carolina pick. So, you know, say we do – Decent, and we get picked, what, 16, 18, 20? I, you know, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Right. It's still a valuable pick, man. Mm-hmm. Like like yeah. uh, Walt was saying, you could do some things with that pick. Yeah. You you might be able to do something with that first pick and, and stay close because who's going to be the first? Uh, probably going to throw a quarterback in there for, for the picks, man. I don't know. I don't know. I got to look at it. I haven't been looking at the college or draft for two weeks and I'm aggravated, but that's just what it is. It's early. So it's Carolina, Arizona. So we have the Ooh. first and the third pick right now as it stands to see yeah. today. Ball's right. Just if we would have beat Denver, we would have been at like 10 or nine already. 
was it uh Bearsky saying you got to win yeah but you got to win games this year yeah we do but carolina mm-hmm. just has to keep losing that's all that matters if we yeah. if we win if we win eight more games and have the 15th pick and as long as we have the first and the 15th it's all that matters right <laughs> that's that's that's, that's perfect because you have the best of both worlds yeah <laughs> There's yeah, yeah. More. You can you can you can uh, squeeze more picks out of there, and I just I like you mentioned while I just trust polls with what he, his process. He is going to make the mistakes, man. But look at the guys he's drafted. Look at how they're starting to play. We're start, you know. I mean, go right down the draft and look at each guy. I did this. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I did this. I went right down the draft, and I'm going keeper, 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 right down. I think the only guy I've, I've had. There, there was something quiet on was Pickett. Hmm. Pickens. Pickens. It, here's the other thing. Like, look at who's – if the draft ended today, or if the season ended today, look who's sitting there like uh, five. The Giants, I mean, they just signed a big contract to Daniel Jones, so they're probably not going to do that uh, trade. Denver won't. New England, eh, they may. Fuck Green Bay. The Chargers won't. Tennessee might. New Orleans – you're getting into New Orleans, uh, Tennessee, New Orleans, Vegas territory, where that, where that's that sweet spot for a trade up that could warrant a lot of picks, or Arizona themselves. Well, that'll, well, that'll be less picks though to move up one spot. But then we can trade again. Yeah. Right. True. I, I get, yeah. I get what Bersky's <laughs> saying here too. You know, you want to get more picks if you have to spend a second. Maybe if we spent a second and didn't do anything with those other two picks, we used them on players. I'd be fine with that at this point. I mean, how many draft picks do you need at the end of the day? You've had what, 21, 22 so far coming into this draft? Yeah. Last I mean, people that did that was. You what, need as Browns? many as possible. I mean, for me, I'm I'm looking at that three technique that they said they need to make this defense really work. And I'm I'm looking at it in the sense of we got Javon Dexter who they really high on, who's slowly making progress. Yes, so are we going to then draft another three technique or are we going to keep on letting him develop? Because that's that's a tricky spot for me because that's the engine that makes this defense run. But, you know, you got to have those edge rushers because, again, talking to Tony Dungy, uh, not me, but Ken Davis, and he was like, you need those edge rushers as well. So you get my guy, Chase Young, Draft Jared Verse. We, I'm telling that defense will be, man, I'm telling y'all. Y'all okay. about, you think I'm really excited this year? I'd really be excited next year. Well, I mean, to ease your concerns a little bit, PJ, you're talking about, you know, Gravon Dexter here. Let's talk about after week five. His overall grade is 77.3. Among rookies, that's number one. His pass rush grade, 76.5. That's two. He's tied for first with seven pressures. He's got a true pass rush grading of 78.6 at second overall, and he's tied for first with five hurries. You have your three-tech right there. It's staring you in the face. You have to use it now. Yeah, it's just that, you know, he's, in fairness, when you look at Jalen Carter and you're looking at him. Now, it's not right of me to compare that, but because that's the elephant in the room that we could have got him, it's like, He's not making that big of an impact as as of yet in my eyes. Granted, I think he's on the right path. I think he's going to be good. But because he's not there yet like Jalen Carter is, that's 
the argument I'm making. I'm, I'm not saying because I'm a fan of Javon Dexter. I'm, I like where he's going. I like what he's doing, but he's just not making that impact right now. I think he's on his way. He's not your Tommy Harris yet. Exactly. Well, I mean, you, you got to remember too. Those all those numbers I read off to you are versus Jalen Carter. Oh, I thought you had those numbers yeah. on the Bears team. That's no, overall. No, that, that's that's of all rookies. So Jalen Carter is. Oh, okay. Uh, all rookies. You know, okay. Oh my, my fault. I misunderstood you. Well, that's impressive, but he still hasn't gotten a sack though. It is what it is. How how many sacks did three techs get? A good well, well, if you remember, your boy uh, Ma- Mongo got like what 13 one year. And we with the current state of affairs, you're looking at maybe like between eight and maybe 14 on the high side. That's a yeah, good, those are the good these ones. These guys, these guys don't are they're not playing next to Richard Dent and Dan Hampton yeah. and Mike Hartenstein or Will Bill Perry, they're not playing next to him. Yeah. Right. Mongo yeah. wasn't really a three tech though per se. He's not. That in that style of defense. More of a one. That I you can't. I don't even. It's just a different it's, era, man. It's not quite yeah. the same. Yeah, I mean, the, there was so much going on on the outside on both ends. Plus, you look, look, look at Perry. Was, Perry was probably team. more of the three tech in that defense. Excuse me, Aaron was getting two fired. Because Hampton was playing next to him too. Until they moved back outside. We were wondering if you were okay, Mark. Hey, Mark. Thanks there for joining us, buddy. Mark. Quickly, yeah. Where's Retro, man? I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Who's that? Oh, Retro. Retro. Yeah, I uh, seen him on the other one. Um, Alder showed the other day. He was on, yeah, he was on the Bear Their Souls. Yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. he likes oh, us anymore. But yeah, I just think well, you know, the the standard for a three technique is Aaron Donald. What twenty right. sacks a year? Mm-hmm. Right, but but that's one guy. Take him out of the league. Okay, take him out. Then you're looking at um, Tommy Harris. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of the uh, Fletcher. Saying, no, Chris Jones. He he was so close a couple times Sunday, man. I'm, I was watching it. He was so close. I understand. He's getting there. The I mean, lawyer got rid of the ball. And, and he, you know, he, he is the guy, but so what? You draft another one because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I mean, honestly, Hoyer got the ball faster than Tyson Pageant did, but that's a whole other story. We're not going to get into that right now. Right. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's right, Walt. We're not. I think the ideal <laughs> thing is silence. I think the ideal thing is to have a, a three technique that's getting you around eight to 10 sacks, getting that pressure up the middle. For your guys on the outside can then close in on him. But I mean, you get I, when I think of three techniques, I'm thinking Aaron Donald, I'm thinking Chris Jones, I'm thinking uh, um, even the guy from Philadelphia. Um, You're taking the, cream of the crop. I, I just asked what it was league league wide. It's probably about four. <laughs> well, I mean, too, you got to remember about Chris five. Jones is. Um, sorry, Foster. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Chris, Chris Jones, Jones started off as a defensive end. In 2016 up to 2018, they lined him up on the right and left side. He only had two sacks his rookie year. Now, he didn't start picking up until 2018, his last mm-hmm. year at end, and then they moved him over in 19 <laughs> to uh, left and right defensive tackle. And there's he's, you know, he stayed there ever since. So, <laughs> we got, guys, we got, we got a, a new here. We've got Cool Whip saying, guys, what's up, Cool Whip? Cool whip. What's up, cool whip? 
first time chatter thanks for joining us lisa we've seen undefeated jumping in saying yo question for foster undefeated i, I think that's a have we seen him before yeah no i think he's new yo I, I question think... for foster do you shave your gooch or just let it grow real shit uh no uh undefeated we had a <laughs> i have somebody i have somebody shave it for me man we we were going to do a, a playoff beard to start the year this this season and i forgot to grow my beard out and i'm like i, I saw him last week in person growing, like what's the fucking beard dude you're like uh the playoff beard i was like uh damn it god <laughs> Man. kudos yeah. to you for keeping it going man it's looking I, good i gotta get some of it i gotta i'm gonna i gotta clean it up a little bit man because it's just getting too just that hey you're allowed to trim it just give it a little nice trim and just, just let nice it guy. i'm allowed to trim it just let it grow man just let it grow. <laughs> when you start growing one <laughs> I, I would say that i'd be allowed to trim it too because it would look worse than yours <laughs> hey Mine, mine looks pretty good. I have a few people liking it actually. So hey, I, I, it does look good, except for I, I love how the the uh, the mustache of your of your beard is stained from cigarette nicotine. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my racing stripes, man. Right here. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not the uh, color from his beard still in there from his blonde hair back in the day. That's uh, nicotine. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because when I when it was blonde, because I was blonde, you never <laughs> noticed it because that's about the color it really was. <laughs> you were blonde, Foster? What in like two fifty AD or BC? <laughs> cool, cool. It thinks it looks nice, Foster. <laughs> Mark, Mark just hopping in and saying, I'm totally okay with Flu staying as defensive coordinator, but I still want Harbaugh for head coach. <laughs> no, nobody's touching Harbaugh with a 10-foot pole after what's going on. Yeah, yeah no shit. I think that's going to take a couple of years to cool down there. Who yeah. knows? That Who knows? ship has sailed. Yeah, wait until they... it comes out. You don't even know what the hell's going on. We don't even know what's going on for sure. Yeah, the Harbaugh ship has sailed, and they sunk it. Yeah. So. The best thing that we can hope for now, Mark, is that Flus does start to do better as defensive coordinator, as he as he's doing, and continues to ascend. And then maybe they don't need to go get a defensive coordinator for next year. Maybe he's good enough to call the plays. I mean, I'm still not sold on Agetti though. I guess he needs to go back in the trash can where he belongs. Honestly, as uh, as Lynn Hayden says, Gutsy doesn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh... No Gutsy. I, no. I get see, I get see, I no get see, I got no get see, no get see, <laughs> I get see, no, I no get see. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he 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 has disappointed me. He really has. I had high hopes for him. Me too. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, he did call it flowers to him. He did, he did call a good game plan last week for rookie quarterback. So yes, he did. Yes, he did. I still hated those uh, screen passes though. Those like, you know, the, from one side to the other side. I think he did it three times in a row. And I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Come on. He's no. very screen happy, isn't he? Oh, my yeah. goodness, man. I, I'm, I thought I'm, it, was, it was better, but there were still some some issues, I, 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 I think, with the spacing. And then I think a couple of the routes might have been run wrong. Uh, so it's yeah. just an observation. I, I don't even know if I'm correct. Just 
looking at some of the all 22, I'm going, man, why is this guy sitting down here and the other guy's right next to him? Okay. But I don't know. I, I don't know if that's uh, designed that way or what. I mean, the whole offense was built around first read throws for Tyson Bajan this week. Yeah. 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 Foster, Eduardo, 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 I'm going to try to say it correctly. Eduardo Isaac Rodriguez, damn it, Rodriguez M says, Foster, rosemary oil mix with baking soda is great to get the beard stash cleaned up. I will have to check in that, into that, man. I got the baking soda. I'll go grab me some rosemary oil. Find out. You know, I, I do want to hear your opinion, guys, on pulling Tyson Danger for Nathan Peterman for that Hail Mary play. I, I wanted to know yours, too. Yeah, no, no. I want to hear it from the Bajan fans there. Give it to me there, Shorty. <laughs> he didn't want him to get injured on the last play of the first half. Oh, going it, man. Come on, man. I'm going to pull myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just laugh. Fuck you, Dan. Is his arm really not strong enough, guys, to get it to throw 60 yards in the air? I'm one I'm I'm telling you, man, I'm wondering because I'm going back because I was at the remember, I was at the Vikings game. And when I seen him throw that ball, trying to throw the ball to uh, Moore, that thing got hung up in the air, and it was like not even close. I'm like, he got hit, dude. He got hit. I proved it to you on on the air. Right? That was after he released the ball. He got hit. No, 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 no. He was he was throwing it as as he was about to throw it. The guy was coming in and causing to change his arm angle, so he tried to flick it up a little bit higher. As his as his arm got hit, the ball came up high, fluttered down, got intercepted. I, I, if he was if, wait, Foster, if he was standing in a clean pocket and did that, I would be like, okay, his arm sucks. But come on, dude, give me a little bit of leeway on this. I was at the fifty-yard line. I saw it, bro. He was in the end zone. That's all I got to say. I was at the fifty. He was in the end zone. I watched the L twenty-two. I I paused it and showed you a video last week. Oh, oh, you you weren't here. That's right. You were in chat. You still saw it though. Yeah, so him after he released it, the guy hit his arm. Yeah, the screenshot has you show this has the ball six feet in the air. Exactly. Uh, Unless he can like defy physics and magically hit the ball, because and, it, because it, it got hit. Okay, right, I can that, prove that, it again. That, I, I, I just that's fine. here's my opinion on it because I saw him throwing some deep balls in Indy, right? But I'm trying to remember about how far those balls were, and I can't. And I'm just going, I believe, honestly, Peterman has a stronger arm, and that's why he was in for that play. Okay. Yeah, he can throw a deeper ball than, than uh, logical. Look, he was getting hit right there. Where's the ball at, bro? Let's just change because it. He had, to, he, had to, he had to change his arm angle to throw it higher off of his wrist. That's why his help is his wrist. Out. His wrist hit, the, his, hit his own blocker's helmet because he Where pushed the ball. It. Yeah, but the ball's up here. Because right. he tried the second line. His wrist higher to get it up to, to throw more to get it because he was wide open. So we tried yeah. to like loft it into the bread box. Yeah. And he got hit as he was doing it. Hey, so did you, did All you right. guys see where Bajan himself said yeah. that he had a cannon? That he has a cannon? Is that what you're talking well, about? Well, yeah, himself, man. 
Why wouldn't you say that? I, I have a cannon too. I, I can say whatever I want. Doesn't make it true. <laughs> Only thing I'm saying is when Fields threw that strike to Moore in the end zone, he got hit too. Yes, and he broke it. That's where that's where he well, that's what that's exactly the same play that caused the interception for Fields. No, I'm talking about the one to touchdown to DJ Moore. Against uh, Commanders. Oh, yeah. So they thought, they he got hit there. there, too, but he still threw a strike. He threw another strike to uh, Claypool, and he got hit on a touchdown pass, too. So my point is, he's getting hit. The ball is up in the air, bro. Yeah, but even look at the defender. Look how far his arm away is, is away from Tyson Bajan at that point. He hasn't touched him yet. Right, because he, like, as he was getting hit, or as, as he was coming – Getting rushed into, yeah. he tried to change his arm angle. His he tried to flick it off his wrist. You could see his wrist like flicking. I, right I, I believe that because the guy coming forward, if you're coming forward at full force and he sees him coming, I don't want to break my freaking hand on your helmet or your shoulder. Exactly, exactly. So I, you know, that's that's old shit. We'll we'll, we'll deal with that later. I I want to get back to that play we just asked a question about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The Peterman, the Peterman throw, and and I. And I agree with Bearski. Paul said, uh, he goes, man, with what Peterman wound up doing anyways, I would have much rather seen Bajan try to base that. Rather seen the Bajan try based off the result at the end of the day, to be honest. And I agree. I would have liked to see just Bajan run it himself, too. At that point, it was irrelevant what happened to that ball. If it got intercepted, if it was a touchdown, it was a touchdown great. If it got intercepted or it fell flat or it didn't go anywhere. It doesn't matter. There was what five seconds left on the clock. You're going into the half. Who cares? Right. If anything, that shows me the coaches don't have confidence in him to do that. That if you if, if you're a rookie quarterback, you want to see that out of your guy. But they were trying to preserve his stats. They didn't want him to get intercepted. Bullshit. <laughs> Look what happened to Justin. Justin had a perfect game going into the half. But if it wasn't for that fucking yeah, he took a chance. He threw the Hail Mary. They, oh. they got knocked down. Big, he probably, big, he's, big, probably, big. he's probably looking at that going, I don't, I don't want to make this kid look bad. We're going to put in Peterman and throw an interception. Because if I would have just done that with Peterman on that last game, Justin Fields would have had like 25 straight passes and he would have like smashed the record, right? I think I think you made him look worse pulling him out. You made him look like a chump. I agree. <laughs> yeah, that's True. what I, 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 don't, I don't like it either. I didn't like it either in pulling him out for one play. Yeah. And it that never, only feeds into the narrative about his arm strength. Exactly. You know, I never I watched a lot of football in my day. I've never seen anyone take a quarterback out unless he's hurt or if he's going to run some stupid Tyson Hill run play up the middle that nobody sees coming for some odd reason. He also put him in the kneel the ball at the end of the game too, didn't he? He yeah. took that seat down. That's where I had a problem with because – So what, can he not kneel the fucking ball? No, he what I'm saying is he should have gave that job to Bajan because that's his first win. He should have yeah. let him take that victory lap. I agree, that too. Is, is a victory I agree, lap. too, man. He should have let him do that. Now, now, yeah, I, I'm i not, you know, well, Bajan's okay, but they should have gave that to him. They should have gave that to him. Yeah, and first, not debating first, that. first start, first win. He should have got it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not debating that, you know, he didn't play well. He did. Right. You know, no one's taking that away from Tyson Bajan at all. You know, drink it up, man. You're never going to get an NFL start ever again. Your first start, that is, you had all your family. Right. There. So you went right. out and, and did the deed. Yeah, but did. what we're talking about here is possibly a lack of 
confidence in the coaching staff. And can he do this? Because, you know, like I was saying earlier, the game plan was great. It worked to his strengths. But you can't do this game in and game out. You just can't win games like that consistently. Sometimes you need to take the top off the defense. And if my quarterback can't do it, why am I going to have him out there? So why didn't he, why didn't he have him come out and kneel the ball then? That was the weird part. Well, who knows? Like, well, yeah. we're just gonna have we're gonna have I mean, if anything, the, just, the first half and he's gonna end the game. That's it. If yeah. anything, it just that was how, how clueless Luke Getzy is. Yeah, it was kind of stupid, man. Yeah. Hopefully somebody talked to him about that afterwards. Uh, Mo, Mo Beerman, can you elaborate on this? What was done to protect Fields? The pulling and pulling Bajan out for the throw, or I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Elaborate on that. It was going to have to be for the throw. The kneel, the kneel, I just don't understand. By the way, Zach Sullivan is here. Zach, hey Zach, I have been, I've been, I've been. Uh, you've reminded me that I wanted to show everyone what Zach oh, you Sullivan nice. made for us. Zach is the man. Clock. Nice. Zach is the man. Look at this. Look at this piece of beautiful work that Zach Sullivan did for us, man. Look at this. It's for a 1,000th subscriber, you get a copy of that clock. I'm trying to figure out where to hang this. <laughs> be up here soon, Zach. Seriously, uh, thank you so much. This is a. Is that, a, is that like a, on paper, Poop Peach? Did you see how, how I just volunteered Zach, uh, you know, <laughs> volunteered him without his knowledge? Nope. <laughs> Our 1,000 subscriber get a clock from Zach. Oh, he'd love to do it. See, I didn't know if you were talking, you were just going to photocopy it and send him a copy of that. Because <laughs> that's what it sounded like. And you get a copy of this. Let's, let's, just, <laughs> let's, just, let's just announce it right now. Man. The 1,000 sub subscriber to BCP gets a clock, a handmade clock by Zach Sullivan. And that's a handmade clock. I've been here the whole time. Where's my fucking clock? I'm just saying that that's a handmade clock, not a hand job. We want to make it clear here. <laughs> oh man, we got we got it here in chat here. Uh, didn't Getsy tell us? Tell us today? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Mark Kazak says, "Nice job, Zach." And then Zach goes. <laughs> What did I do, Mark? What did I do, Mark? <laughs> talking about your clock, Zach. You made an amazing clock. That's what you did, man. Zach. Where's your hands at, though? I, they're on the back. I, I, I just got home. I have to tape them. He put them on the back oh. very nicely. I have to oh. figure out where I'm going to put this so it's visible. Oh, gotcha. About my house. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. awesome, Zach. Thank you. Yeah, Bersky. I, I don't know what they'd be protecting fields with by doing that. It's just, you know, stupid. Hmm. Well, maybe he, he meant they was uh, protecting Beijing. Maybe that's what he meant. Mo says the kneel down might have received an ovation chant that could cause a problem if they kept Beijing in for the kneel down at the end of the game. Problem? I don't know that, that we we can speculate all we want about the hail mary at the end of the first half, but to kneel the fucking ball when he had when he, he that was his win. Yeah, it should let him have that. That, like you said, that was stripping him of his of his, his right. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Mo Beerman, well, it is Chicago. You, you, you listen to sports talk radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know. All right, enough of the last game now. Let's move on to the next game. What are, what are you guys' thoughts? First-ranked defense, we should beat them. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what uh, Joey Bosa is going to do. I mean, is he going to be in a wheelchair or is he going to play? Uh, kind of feel the same way about Khalil Mack, but he's been playing well this season, right? Yeah, Khalil Mack's turned it back on. But, I mean, even if Bosa doesn't play, you've got Thule still that can come around. He's been lights out for that team. So it, it, you're not just going to be able to protect, you know, Mac, just a Max Crosby type character with Khalil Mack. You have that. Even if you take him out of the equation, you got a second guy coming up now. Mm-hmm. Can Larry Bourne block him too? Uh, maybe once or twice. But and the status gonna of, break. And the status of rights health too. Yeah, you don't know. I mean, yeah. sh- shoulders are funny. I mean, yeah. he came in and he, he he played well with one arm. But now his toe is bothering him too, so that's going to affect his balance. Yeah. And you're only going to be using one arm at the same time. I mean, something's got to give there. Yeah. Uh, well, this this game, I think uh, we've got some some decent advantage here. Our defense, um, our defense, and their defense are our advantages because they're having a problem in the passing game. If I remember correctly, I don't know. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. They're giving up some. Some passing yardage. That's uh, what did Kansas City smoke them, lit them up for some yards last week. I, I don't know exact numbers, but I just everybody had some yards, man. And and just going on my fantasy guys that I got rid of on Kansas City. Of course, they both lit it up last week. Scantling, Marcus Valdez, Scantling. He got some big yards. What and, about that running um, back, uh, Kelly? Uh, the Chargers, 75 yards on seven attempts against Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. I know slouch. So here's the injury report. No, but they, they shut down what's-his-name completely. So oh, we got yeah. Sure. yeah, but – Go ahead. Go ahead, buddy. No, I was just saying, I mean, Eckler was out of the way, sure, but, you know, you had another running back step in and take his place. So did you really win at the end of the day? Yeah. You still gave him over 100 rushing yards. Yeah. We've got Jaquan Brisker did not participate. Nate Davis did not participate. Dan Feely limited. Justin Fields, DNP. Eddie Jackson limited. Roshan full. So it looks like he'll be back. Braxton Jones limited. Uh, Khalid Kareem full. He'll be back. Terrell Smith, DNP illness. He should probably be back if it's just an illness. And then Darnell Wright with his shoulder slash toe did not participate. So I don't know. If uh, Jaquan Brisker doesn't, well, illness, so he might be back too. Well, here's the biggie is Brisker did not practice today, neither did Nate Davis. I'm talking Thursday, today. Yeah, there's an uh, updated one too. Feeney was limited. Justin Fields didn't practice. Eddie Jackson was still limited. Roshan was still full. 
Oh, uh, that's right. Mercedes <laughs> Lewis and Terrell Smith did not practice, and Darnell Wright was limited. Yeah. And Khalil Kareem is not even full. on it today. Yeah, he was full practice again. The Mercedes yeah. Lewis was just rest day anyway, so. Yeah. Mo Beerman is reminding us that uh, Terrell Smith has mono. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. not good. Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, last year, lost 25 pounds because of it, right? Well, yeah, man, that's. Uh, uh, Zach Wilson had mono, too, remember? No. Was it Zach? Oh, God, last year was Leather, Leather, Leatherwood. No, I'm sorry. It was. um, What's his name? Uh, drafted in the same draft as. um, oh, Damn it. The kid from UCLA. That's uh, the backup for the Niners now, had mono. But he was drafted by the. Back for the Niners? Sam Darnell. Sam Darnell. Sam Darnell. Thank Darnell, you. Yeah. He had, he had mono with the Raider at the uh, with the Jets. I think that kind of stunted his growth in the NFL. So uh, kind of worried about that, but ho- hopefully he'll be okay. <clears throat> he might be playing. I thought Purdy uh, had a concussion protocol to go through here. He did. Is he cleared? Not yet. Who? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Mm. This protocol. And you know, it's funny, no one's talking about how Brock Purdy threw the game away. You know, I do hang out on the uh, 49ers uh, pages too, just to see, you know, what's going on with my old team. And uh, yeah, they're, they're giving him a pass on that game. If Justin Fields threw two picks, Jesus Christ, they'd nail him to the cross. It's only his third pick of the season, though. So it doesn't matter. He still threw the game away. We, we jumped on Justin Fields' ass for losing that game in Denver. Like he was the only person out there on that fucking field. How many how many games has Brock Purdy lost? What does it matter? The win loss record well, means it does zero. matter when Justin Fields nothing. has five wins in his career, six wins in his career, and this kid has eight. Does the quarterback play the game by himself? Does he throw to himself? Does he catch the ball? Does he run the ball by himself? Does he block by himself? Does he go on defense by himself? No. I'm just saying, all things accounted for when you when you have a hard time winning games and compared to winning games and you're throwing more picks on average than uh, brought, I thought that was, I thought I was me getting pulled when you're throwing more picks than a, than a seventh round or the, the Mr. Irrelevant in as many games as he's played. I mean, there's, there is a little bit of a pass I'm saying that's all. No pass. I, I give no pass. I treat everyone equally. I look at. I think the difference is with uh, Purdy, you have a established play caller in uh, Shanahan, whereas we have a guy who's learning on the job, and he hasn't been so great at it. So I can't attribute our losses to Fields like that because our play caller and our roster, for that matter, has been bad. Whereas San Francisco, they they're steep, they're deep, and they got a good play caller. So you can't compare them the same way, in my opinion. San Francisco is a perennial playoff contender. Has been for a long time. So you take Brock Purdy out and put him on another team, does he have the same success? More than likely not. You know, I mean, he didn't have Trent, uh, Trent, William, uh, yeah, Trent Williams at yeah. left tackle. Yes. But, you know, the guy that filled in was still pretty good. You know, your defense was yeah. terrible considering how much money you dropped on Nick Bosa for him to do a 
jack all. Telling you, I bang it up. It's not even like, sorry, it's not even like, uh, you know, some guy jumped the gun or the ball was tipped. He literally threw to the other team at one point. Yeah, I think, I I think the receiver must have got delayed in his uh, route or something. I don't know what it was, but he he clearly threw it straight to the defender. I mean, he was expecting his receiver to be there and he wasn't. So, again, I mean, yeah. yeah. Purdy had success on a good team, where Justin yes. Fields failed on a bad team. At the end of the day, the key word here is team. So if I'm going to roast Justin Fields for throwing one pick against Denver and losing their game because my defense took a giant shit all over my face and blew it, I'm going to do the same thing for Brock <laughs> Purdy, who threw two, not one, <laughs> two interceptions. Fair enough. He that was the game away twice. That I'll give him a pass on the first one. Yeah. But I can't on the second one. I can't. It's not equal. If any of the top QEs that didn't that uh Bearski film, it's not equal. If any of the top QBs that you that yeah, let me start over again. It's if any of the top QBs did that, you'd have given them a, a pass because nine out of ten times it come through, and this is one out of ten, so it's understandable. You still pissed the game away. You still threw it away, man. Justin Fields, you still threw it away. I can't put the entire loss on you because you didn't give up the other 28 points, but you still threw it away. Now, I do agree with uh, changing the subject, though. Uh, You just had it up there with Mr. Mahan. I think we should have went with Pep Hamilton, but the thing is, um, Iberflu said he wanted to have that offense that – uh, Getsy was bringing, you know, the Shanahan tree offense. So that was a major factor because I think Pep Hamilton has shown he's done well with quarterbacks in developing them from all the way back to uh, the guy from uh, Stanford and then Indianapolis, uh, Luck, Andrew Luck. So he's always had good, I mean, he was always a stud anyway, don't get me wrong, but he's always done well with uh, developing quarterbacks. Definitely. You know, you know what, um, you know what sucks for like guys like you, Walt, and my cousin Simon, who lived in he grew up in uh, the New England area. He was a Patriots fan his whole damn life. He marries my my well, he's, he's my cousin by blood, but he's my cousin. He marries my cousin. He moves to Illinois as a as a Patriots fan, and he becomes a Bears fan when the Patriots go on to win seven, you know, they go to like 10 Super Bowls in the next 15 years that he was living here. And he's now a Bears fan. And he could, he could have, he could have been a Patriots. He could have just stayed a Patriots fan. And you, Walt, you were a Niners fan and now you're a Bears fan. And now you're stuck in this, this Bears fandom when your Niners team could, they're one of the best teams in the league. And you could just be happy being a Niners fan, but you got sucked in. The Bears do that to God, to people, man. But here's the thing, though. If he was a 49ers fan, there's a part of him that still is. So he all right. I mean, I, I, I'm a Bears fan, number one, but I'm a football fan, number two. So, you know, in the house here, we watch every game we can that's on there. So, you know, I'm watching at least three, four games a weekend just on live television, not including anything else I do during the week after the fact. You know, 
So, I mean, yeah, I was a Niners fan. I lived through the Jeff Garcia era and watched them, you know, just completely implode after Steve Young, you know, got me one too many times. That wasn't the worst era, though, for you guys. It wasn't great. Jim Plunkett was the worst era. era. Yeah. That's before, true. Before, he, before he went to Oakland and became a uh, star, he was in San Francisco and he was stinking it up. Foster, 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 I'm going to run to the bathroom before I have to piss on Aldo's bushes. I'll be right back. You need to do it because I just I just actually had to go back. I got the power steering fixed, and I covered the front uh, passenger seat in plastic for the year. <laughs> so you can piss on it? <laughs> no, I'm not leaving. No, I'm not I'm not going to let this story go without, without me being here. <laughs> Explain yourself, Foster. Drippy dicks. Enough said. Do we need to play the commercial right now? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I had drunken incontinence and had to piss in all those bushes. And a little bit on myself. Oh, my goodness. And a little bit. I, well, I didn't get you. It was all over me, Foster. It's not in your car. I, I was joking around, dude. I just said it. <laughs> you're the one. You're the one telling all the crap. I would have missed the whole thing. You'd have been like, oh, well, this fucking guy. Nope. I, I said what I said, man. It was a joke. because I finally did. I fixed my power steering. Oh, good for you. So, <laughs> you don't have to keep putting power steering fluid in whatever you want to drive? Not anymore. Good for you, buddy. <laughs> Run it, I was running these guys all over the damn place, and my power steering started leaking. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go take a piss on all those bushes. I'll be right back. I'm going to call them up and tell them, dude. <laughs> we'll do it. Take a, take a long one, then we can really talk without you hearing it. Oh, I will. I'll get on my phone so I can hear it. <laughs> all right. I, I, I have a question for Mark. Mark, you say that uh, you would have hired Mike McDaniel instead of Eberflus. Now, what made you want to right hire... Mike McDaniel, because he was an unknown for the most part. So I'm just curious, what what makes you want to hire him? Uh, before now, now, he's proven to be good. But up until then, you didn't know much about him. So what made you or what makes you say you would want to have hired him? I know that's a, probably a lot to type in a uh, chat, but I'm just curious. See what he says, dude. I don't know either. He said Adam Hogue. I guess Adam Hogue was a fan of him. Oh, I see it now. Yeah. I... Yeah. So, I mean, because I honestly didn't even know, have an idea who Mike McDaniel was up until he got hired. And, you know, when he did, when he got hired, I'm like, who is this guy? So, yeah, I had no, no idea. I had heard of him, but he was kind of off the radar, I mean, as he was the most people. Right. Because a lot of people didn't hear him. Not unless you're like looking at every team every week, which I don't do that. Yeah, I mean. You move up the rankings. You would have seen him move on up as a coach. That's all. And he did it really quick. But he's smart. Yeah. I, I love seeing him on TV. I, I recorded a couple of things, man. Some of, some of his what answers. Mike Yeah. Yo, that dude, he, he, he's funny, man. He'd be cracking yep. those little jokes. So yeah, he's funny. Yep. I don't know if he could handle the Chicago market, though. 
Yeah, he could. He could handle anything that dude. He okay. could handle it. I, I think so. Anyway, okay. I, I think so. I mean, that's only because that Chicago market, man, it, it, is, it is rough. Those reporters, they're rough. Yeah. So what what are you expecting this, this week against the Chargers, man? I mean, what's your literal take on it? Because we really – I had to go to the bathroom, and then I had to unplug the battery charger before I blew up the battery on my other car. And I then think, I was hungry, so I had to grab a snack. I think for me, because it, like we was talking about earlier, that we probably have to do a different game plan because they're going to try to plan on throwing the short passes. But mm-hmm. we can't get away from that because our protection is going to be suspect with Borum and who knows who's who knows who's going to be the other tackle. So Mercedes Lewis, huh? <laughs> right. Mercedes Lewis, right? So throw uh, him at right tackle. Yeah. So I'm I don't know how we're going to have that protection because it'll be a good test. I think um, if they. Have Bajan drop back? How does he run, respond to pressure? And especially if they do a lot of blitzes, it'll be a good test for Bajan to see where he's at. I think um, I really don't see us winning. I don't. Not 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 with that scenario being our offensive line being suspect right now. And I don't know what Bajan's arm strength is like to get the ball down the field. So. I don't know. I mean, because like I said, Raiders didn't put him to a test to me. They only rushed four. They didn't like put him under any real pressure. I, I wanted to say this because Bersky brought it up. Paul said, uh, wins, wins handle, handle the Chicago market. And he's right. All you got to do is win. Look, look at Miami. All I got to do is win. Yeah. Nobody's complaining in Miami anymore. Yeah, if you win. Home, but right? But do you? But does he get a chance to win right off the start? And see, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. No, I, yeah. No, no, not in Chicago because you're under a microscope 24 seven here. You know that. You know. Right. Now, but I just was throwing that in because I wanted to go back to uh, see. Now, I, I, I just, I got a feeling that he's going to get blitzed and he's going to see some different stuff that he didn't see against the Raiders because that was pretty base. Yes. They, all they really did was move Crosby around and have him come in from different places. Right. So I, I expect the Chargers to pull, you know, he's a rookie quarterback, no matter what anybody says. He is a rookie yes. undrafted uh, free agent out of a Division II school. He may be played more than any, but that's still what he is. Right. So I, I got a feeling they're going to come at him with a lot of stuff, man. They're going to come at him with most of their playbook probably, if not all of it. Yeah, I mean, see how he's going to react. Yeah, Brandon I just happen to believe that I don't, I don't, you know, if, if they're rushing them all the time, we probably won't see deep balls because there's definitely not going to be time to do them if they're running a, if they're pulling the stuff Minnesota pulled against Fields where they're running five, six guys up the box. Yeah. We've seen what that looks like against our offense, especially when the calling on the offense is terrible, doesn't even account. Doesn't even account for the guy. Yeah. So it, it's going to be critical to that. But I, I think because Bajan has been just doing this so long, I, I think he's going to have actually a, a better success than, than Fields might. 
Fields got he was holding the ball in, in Ohio State because everybody's wide open and waiting. He could he had all day to throw. That's still a big adjustment, man. That's part of his problem here mentally, I believe, today. But it can be fixed, I believe, too. I mean, it's just a matter of increments and you know, we, we've seen big glimpses of it. But I I, I think the Bears defense is, is gonna play the way they've been playing. They're going to be able to slow the running game down. Um, I love our backfield. I love our defensive backfield, even though uh, we're missing guys here and there. It seems like somebody's always stepping up in that backfield, dude. Yeah, I think Eddie Jackson's last – this is Eddie Jackson last year here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's – that's we're talking yeah. about it last year, man, because of money. Because of yeah, money. not only that, I mean uh, – We've got better talent. Hicks, Hicks has been serviceable. I said we've got better – we might have better talent, I should say. I shouldn't say we got it, you know. But I, I think they're going to – this is going to be a tight game. I do. I think it's going to be a, a more a little more scoring offensively. So, and I and I, I was on the thought, if you remember back when we did our beginning of the season, this was one of the games that I think pretty much everybody picked us to lose on our panel, you know. Um, but I'm not sure we're going to lose it. I don't I'm think we're not sure to today, man. Yeah. DJ, you always pick them to win, anyways. I do, and when we actually give a prediction, I'm gonna still predict predict them to win. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. I think all right, win. all right. So no, we're we're still good. We're the same because I I had said it, you know, a couple of games. I'm like, man, we're gonna lose this. What do you think's gonna happen? Bears win 24-21. Exactly. Like you just said I don't care what I just said. I'm a exactly. Bear. I always try to go reverse psychology whenever things get bad. Like I predicted uh, a, a huge, <coughs> excuse me, a huge loss for the uh, the Patriots last year, and they won big. Oh, shit. Man, I had to get rid of them. Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I predicted a what was it? I predicted a loss this week. All I heard was fucking the Patriots, man. I don't want to hear any more Patriots tonight. I don't want to hear any more Patriots tonight. So you predicted a big loss for the Patriots. And they won big last year. And then I predicted yeah. a loss for the Raiders this year, and they won. So I guess I should just predict a loss every week for psychology's sake. Go back to pontificating on your Monday, Sunday night show. <laughs> Call up KB, man, because I'm telling you, there's a shot at KB from the weekend. I, I don't know. I think it was, in the, it was tailgating. Maybe not. What's up, J2K? So he's sitting there like he was sitting there like this. Who was? KB. Billings. Mm. He'll pontificate with you, or at least he'll he'll look the part. Mm -hmm. I sure won't. Pontificating is fun, guys. What are we pontificating you see what about? What Doug Van Dorn says in the chat. I mean, just Doug Van, Doug Van Dort said Bajit showed a preseason that he could throw the ball. I lost it. It was scrolled on me. Yes. He's shown in college he can throw the ball more than 50 yards. So I don't know why they why they didn't put him on to throw the fucking Hail Mary, man. That was stupid. It's that noodle on. I'm, I'm still trying to see, figure out, remember what I how in, in, uh, in the, the one drill they have. How many yards that was? It was probably only about 30, 35. But I don't remember. I, yeah. Zach Sullivan is a, 
he's as a big as as big a, a supporter as Beijing does there is. You're passing <laughs> judgment off on hypotheticals. Truth is, he ran the offense and checked to positive plays all day. Why throw deep, winning by three scores? Well said. Can't can't argue with that, Zach. Look at J2K. J2K has been our draft analyst, you know, for half the season here. He's he's excited to see another game from TB17. Look at Walt Steething. TB, TB just lost the Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. TB lost the Buffalo. I was going to say. 2418. Shouldn't have been that close. Yeah. The, the deflected touchdown in the end zone helped him. Pulls first. Incomplete. Pulls first move was trading away Khalil Mack, but never got a replacement. True. Somebody, somebody else asking here, like, what about. Yannick, right now, like, what do you guys think about? Yeah, how, how, how do you replace? How do you replace him? Because you're not going to, you'll never get who he was the time he was here at the beginning. Why is it? We'll never see that again, where uh, the way he played the first two seasons with us, because it won't happen. True. So, is Yannick just going to blow up and get his eight and a half sacks, you know, eventually this season? Uh, I don't know. I think it's just going to progress. He's probably not going to get. This will be the year he don't get it, unless he watch him get watch him get two or three in this game. Because it's the Chargers are just a passing team, man. Well, they they can run, but you know what I mean. Bearski, did you see? Did you guys see? Bajan was watching one of my videos on a podcast. Which one? I did see. We, he was which podcast? They were, inter- they were interviewing. Uh, Bajan, and they were using Bearski's uh footage of him in the breakdown. He was asking him questions about it. Fuck on YouTube. Awesome, Bearski. Dude, that's kick ass. It was, it was pretty cool. I, I was watching it, and then in the corner of the screen, it says Bearski Films, and I'm going, Wait, what? And then I, I don't know what the podcast was, and then, then he flashes up, and it says right on the bottom, it said Bearski Films, subscribe. So I was like, Oh, cool, man. It's fucking real cool. And that's what Bajan was seeing during the interview. As it was that Whoa. the seven podcast? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. A while. We got it. Yeah, that was a while ago. I do want to show. I want to ask Mark. Mark, did you do a shot of Malort after the the uh, Commanders win, and then after the? Um, Raiders win because he was saying that he was going to do a shot. He he, he literally keeps the Malort to do shots when they win. I want to know that your answer to that because I have I want to present to you my shot of Malort with Chris Watts at uh, <laughs> at at uh, Billy Goats. Here we go. Where is it? It's there. That's the sale of Blight Chin Chin. Our, our first, both of our first shot of Malort. Uh, chin Chin down the hatch. Probably your last. Look at Dan's face. If they play it long, if they play the film long enough, Dan's go. Whoop, 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 whoop. That was terrible. That was terrible. That was terrible. 
I'm not upset right there. there. It's sort of done the job, but I couldn't drink a lot of that. <laughs> no, it's more like bittery, like um, like, like, like a lemon peel, peel lemony sort of lemon peel or an orange yeah. peel bitter. Yep, there you have it. And then Chris is like, that actually goes really well with this burger. <laughs> Chris, man. <laughs> man, just watching your face makes me not even want to even think about drinking. Did you see his eyes, man? Oh my goodness. Here's what, like, here's what happened. They go, we I go, I go, can we get two shots of Malort? She goes, You want this Chicago handshake? We go, yeah. <laughs> so she pours two beers, puts them down. She puts she pours two shots of Malort, puts them down next to the beers. So we were like, Well, those beers must be for someone else. So we just like took the shots and we did them. I'm like, can I get a two more beers? Uh, so she got us some beers, and then we, uh, later on, I was like, "Because uh, they were, we were, we were only there for t- twenty minutes before they were closing." So I'm like, "Can we get another shot? We're gonna do a shot of whiskey." So she just stopped. <coughs> so she just started pouring another shot of Malort and put them next to the same beers. And I'm like, "Are those our beers? Are, are those from somebody else?" She's like, "It's the, the Chicago handshake. It's a beer and a shot." I'm like, "Am I supposed to drop that in there like a car bomb?" She's like, "No, it's a chaser." I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It's so terrible. You're giving us a beer with it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of places do you can do that with any shot. Beer and a chaser. I mean, it's bad. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was it really was it's not as bad as I th- I was expecting it to be like uh fucking gasoline, but it was not that bad. It was it wasn't it wasn't gasoline. It was turpentine. It's like turpentine with a with a hint so, of like it wasn't that bad lemon peel at the end, bitter lemon peels. You gonna go pick up a bottle, shorty? No, have a bottle on stock for the Bears wins. No. Yeah, see, but it wasn't <laughs> that bad. <laughs> I mean, if they're if they're coming as uh, mm-hmm. if they're if they're as slim as as they are now, then maybe. <laughs> Not for every loss, though. I emailed you the Tyson Basin Basin clips. Let's see. Bearski's saying. In case we want to let's if you if you want to show the clip that uh he was watching here. Let's see. So he was on the seven pod the seven podcast recently, huh? Yes. Oh, okay. So a, a second time. Who was on it? Tyson Basin. Oh, okay. I know he was on the sick podcast with uh what's his name? The receiver uh Tyler Scott. Adam Rank. And Adam Rank. They got but they it's called the Tyler Scott show, I guess. Yeah. I saw yeah. that too. It's on every week. Yeah. Uh J2K is asking if Roshan's back for this game. I think so. He he was full. He hasn't been cleared yet. He was full the last two days. He's been full. It was full participation though. But I don't think he's I thought they said he still has one hurdle, one more hurdle to be cleared. I think that was prior to practice, though. That was prior to practice? Okay. Yeah, if he wasn't cleared, they wouldn't let him full practice. Okay. You will right, a here. lot more tomorrow. Here's his yeah, video here. Hopefully. Uh, hold on a second. Yeah, Bears guy, I have to agree. Like, uh, Foreman and Derek and Evans definitely earned the lion's share of the uh, attempts this week. Let's just let him use just Roshan back in. Yeah. Why isn't that playing? Let's see. Let's see. 
You know, you need to Nobody's watching back. anybody, man. I, 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 I got burned a couple times here with my fantasy team, like even Aaron Jones and, and Dylan has sucked, but somehow he's been playing. He's been getting some yardage and stuff the last two weeks, man. So he, they, they, they cut him back on his touches. A lot of guys coming off injuries are, they're not, it's like they're almost not, unless you, unless you're the big name getting the big bucks, like they haven't been throwing them right in the fire, man. And it's not just the Bears. So here is uh, Bears, Tyson Bajan yeah, watching Bearski's video. Yeah. Uh, when there's a there's a play where you uh, oh, I guess maybe Susie could bring it up for the people at home they could see it. Mm -hmm. um, it it's on it's in the very bottom of the notes. It's Tyson every offensive start for seven weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, at the 17 second mark, you hit a guy. And then they show it in slow motion all, right after Souza, right in the chest, and he drops the ball. Mm. What does he say? Sorry in the huddle. Like how does how does the team process that? Oh yeah. What what happens after that happens? <laughs> I mean nothing. It was early in the game. I mean, and regardless, he, you know, he he was like, my bad. I was like, yeah, we're good. Oh, so he does say it. He yeah, when yeah, he goes yeah, back yeah. to the huddle, he just says, my bad. Just like, just like it. Say it again. He does say that when he goes back to the huddle, he goes, "Tyson, my bad, dude." And you're like, "No sweat, no sweat, dude." Yeah, we're chilling. Yeah, we're chilling. We're chilling. Because if I'm like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like, I agree with hard coaching or whatever. But also, like, if you mess up something physic, something physic, like a mental mess up, then I'm like, all right, bro, come on, like, lock in, like, come on. We talked about that. But if you just get beat or you do something, it's like a physical mishap that, you know, the thing, the things just happen. So I think that me just being like, you know, getting on him, that'll just maybe cause more stress for the next one. But as long as he knows that, hey, man, I'm chilling. I know that you'll catch the next one. It's all good. Yeah, let me see if I can pull this one up. This one's crazy. Let me see if I can find this one. Six yeah. Pretty awesome, Bearski. Do you remember every play? I don't mean like just off the top of your head, but like if I play a play, are you like, oh, yeah, I remember that? Mm-hmm. You do, mm -hmm. because when I I can I could people can be like, hey, that guy was on your podcast, and I'm like, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even know who that dude is. Yeah, I can remember. Crazy. Okay, let's see. Um, here we go. Let me. I think it's the next one. I think it's the next one. Right here, like that. Yeah. You turn really quick. Did you see how you did that? Yeah. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah, because if, if I can just get somebody to fall for it for a split second, that could be the difference of our guy taking it all the way to the end zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. And then and then after you let go of the ball, do you watch every play like a hawk? I try. I got to be better at like carrying out my fake. Um, but I do. Sometimes I get caught up in the moment, and I do watch. I do end up like watching the game a little bit, which is a bad habit. But but I mean, let's say after you throw a ball. Oh yeah, now yeah, I'm watching. I'm like, all right, go, buddy, go. Being exactly what's going on. Um, what about this? Um, what about this play? There was a play where you threw a block. Yeah. Are, are, are you supposed? That. Are you supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah, that was like not necessarily a block, but just it was like, a reverse, right? It was a yeah, reverse. Just, yeah, just sealing the edge, making sure our guy can get around clean. Um. But it, I wouldn't say it was much of a block. It was more just me getting in the way. I don't even think I know how to block, honestly. <laughs> do they tell you to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. 
Yeah, right here. Oh, and you start hopping a little bit there. Did that hurt you? <laughs> no. No. Okay, okay. If it did hurt you, you wouldn't say. Awesome. Thank you, Bearski. That was awesome. Yep. Hey, thank you, uh, Bearski. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. That's awesome. That's your uh yeah. your your 15 seconds of fame right there. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> I love the the first interview that I saw with him uh on that show, and he's like, Okay, so is that the running back right there? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yep, that's a running back, and I should have hit him. I should have hit him in the flat right there, but instead I just started to run for a touchdown. I should have thrown to him. It was he was wide open, but it was just so hilarious. Like, okay, so tell me what's going on. Is that the running back? <laughs> well, he said there there was at least one play where uh, Badgett was supposed to make a fake. Pageant, whatever you however you say it. He was supposed to make a fake, and he didn't even do that. He just threw it threw it to Mark because he knew he had to play immediately. So going off a little bit of the script and being smart enough to take advantage of what you got. It seems like he's pretty damn honest there about all this stuff. Unless his foot's really hurting him. Seeing this, what keeps me going, what keeps going through my head is how do we have a 16-year-old quarterback? That kid can't even be shaving yet. <laughs> Man, That's why I'm growing you. this, dog. I'm going to give him some of this, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy how you know you, just, you look at these youngsters now, and it's like, man, you're like Zach. Uh, Zach Wilson looks like he's literally ten. You know, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well guys, it's going on two and a half hours. You guys want to wrap this up soon? Whatever you say. Yeah, let's uh. Let's uh, give our score predictions and predictions of the game. All right. Uh, I, I picked uh, last last night on the PSF app. In case you guys haven't checked that out, uh, PSF is a uh, pro sports fans app. is an amazing uh, app for all fans. Every single fucking sport that there is out there, whether you like the Bulls or the Lakers or the Lakers, PJ, whoever yeah. it is. It's, a, it's an excellent interactive chat room-based, uh, fan-based, pro sports fan-based app that's just uh, – it's brand new. It's head up by uh, Sean Salisbury, the president. It's, uh, it's backed by Mike Tyson. And uh, I do a show I – do, I do a game cast with uh, Lester Wolfong Jr. We're doing this next game this, this coming Sunday night. And um, we did a show last week. Or the, I'm sorry, I'm, this past, we do a show every Tuesday night at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then uh, whatever game cast that we, we signed up for. In this case, it's this following, it's this next Sunday. So check us out there. And um, I was talking with Lester about this game and we did our score predictions. And I picked a really odd score because the last one was so odd being what, 30 to 12. So I picked like something like 32 to Four like 32 to like 16 or some shit, like some weird score. So I'm gonna stick with that. Bears 32, uh Chargers 16. What you got, Foster? A headache. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you there too, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Bears 
What you got, Walt? Home with the flow. Uh, 17-14 Bears. Ooh, keeping it close. I like it. DVD saying, oh, Eduardo, thank you. Great show, guys. You make work go smoothly. Thank you. We, we appreciate you, man. We're here every Thursday night uh, for your entertainment. Hope, uh, we glad that we're, we're so glad that you enjoyed us. Uh, seriously, you are what makes this go around. Every one of you in chat. So thank you very much, Eduardo, for, for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, Absolutely, Eduardo. You're probably the only one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DVD saying Bears 17, Chargers 16, nail biter. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I'll be biting my fingertips by then. I'll take Where the win. Have... I'll take the win. Yeah. Most, most saying shorty looking for Scoragami. Scoragami. <laughs> Scoragami. Me too with the 28 points. Well, Zach Sullivan saying uh, 34 23. Take advantage of that offense, though. Colin, I mean, defense. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, no, I was just saying what Zach Sullivan's score was um, 34 23 Bears. I'll say uh, Bears 24 23. Um, Another nail biter? Yeah. Uh, I think Bears get off to a, a, a big league and then. They started coming back and fall short. Okay, I'll wow. take it. I'll just I'll take, take a bear win, man, because people are not expecting them to win. It's not. Eduardo saying you can call me Eddie. It's a lot easier. Thank you, Eduardo Isaac Rodriguez. M. No, it's Eduardo Isaac Rodriguez. Rodriguez, dude. It's, a, it's fucking you... Eduardo see, Isaac. See, you know what? I I was right. His name is Shortinez. Shortinez. <laughs> We're gonna make him Hispanic, dude. <laughs> hey, when I uh, Heidi at uh, Aldo's party, she was, you know, she's Hispanic. She was, she's Mexican. Well, she's from fucking Acapulco. Yes. And I said, Mexico, I can understand you if you can speak slowly. <laughs> so she said like an entire sentence slowly, and I I read it back to her. She was like, "Yes." I'm like, "See, you know what? I was there, guys, and Dan was so drunk. She just agreed with them." agree with them because he wouldn't stop trying. We're trying to, he's trying to talk to her, right? He's trying to talk to her. And for like two hours, he said like four freaking words in Spanish. And those weren't even right. So I'm like, Heidi, just tell him, yeah, right, good. Yeah. How do you know they weren't right? I speak a little. I speak a little more too. I just speak a little more less. Speak a little less next time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I just got I just got canned after the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, are we? Are you guys uh, doing a broad broadcast, uh, Foster? Uh, Walt, Sunday night. Question. That is a good question. We'll have to uh, figure that. out what we're doing here. Okay, That's, you guys can think about that on your own time. All right, you guys well, are welcome to do it here. Of course, you know. Well, let's acknowledge the people in the chat. We got Mark Kazak, Eduardo, Mo Beerman, uh, Zach Sullivan, uh, Doug Van Dorn, Mr. Mayhem, this guy named PJ, Bearski Films. Bearski, great to see you again. Destroyer 1320s here. Yes, Destroyer 1320. Mm -hmm. Thanks for popping in, J2K. 
Uh, we had a, a newbie here too earlier. A couple of them. It was a couple of them. Um, it was Cool uh, Whip was one. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cool, cool Whip. Cool Whip. Undefeated. Destroyer is not a new one. I I, I no. was thinking it was a there was somebody else that had a similar guy that had a question for Foster. I forgot his name. Yeah, it was Cool Whip. Oh, was that Cool Whip? No, no, but it, Jay, Jay Sanders was in here. Yeah, yeah. Jay Sanders, Jeremy Trevizo. Yep. J2K. Oh, undefeated. That's 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 the other newbie. There you go. Do you shave your gooch or just let it grow? <laughs> right. Now well, Fairski like my answer. <laughs> that was yeah, a valid answer, Foster. He asked a question like uh, retros. So it might be a retros uh, second account or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's trolling us. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, retro. Cliff, of course, he was here. Cliff. Cliff. Cliff of Can't forget about Cliff, man. Cliff, Clayton, and Curtis. Those three guys are something else, man. That's, that's Cliff's, Cliff's crew. Hair Bear. Hair Bear. Yes, Hair Bear with the five Jeremy. Eight. Yep, Jeremy. It's great to see new people in here like uh, Cool Whip and um, Defender. Oh, awesome. It's great to see old old faces back like DVD. We've missed you. Like, really missed you. Like, we were like the last couple of shows, like, where the hell's DVD been? Yeah. Hope your health is well. And we look, yes. we look forward to seeing you. Here, whenever you can view us, uh, I, I know that uh, health is the most important thing. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, Luke yeah. Airman, good to see King you. King Buka was here earlier too. Yeah, yeah. King Buka world. King Buka, yes. Beat me to the punch there, Beach. We got Cliff too, right? Zach, always, thanks, always thanks for the good. awesome clock again, Zach. I'll get that hung up here real soon. Ooh, as soon as I can figure it out. Go good right here. Right here yeah, there you go. Right right there. Put it right there, man. Right in my <laughs> Bearsky, congratulations on that. Uh that was an awesome like moment in time for you with uh them viewing your your uh your video. That was pretty cool. And thanks for joining us again. It's great to see you in, in chat with us tonight. Everyone, you guys are what makes BCP go round. So thank you all for joining us. Without you, we would not be doing this. So Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Spread the word, please. We're so close to a thousand subscribers. We're so damn close, so close. I've been handing out Bears Country podcast cards to everyone at the games. Yeah, but they were all from by your by your old neighborhood, man. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work. <laughs> there was so many people from up north. I don't care if we were on the metro train or. Sitting at the station or walking into the tailgate. Wait, where are you guys from? Lake Zurich? What the hell is it yeah. with everybody from up north, man? Yeah, they're like everywhere we went. They're like, I, I watch uh Comcast Sports for my my bear stuff, not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's different when you live in the in the surrounding area. You don't really care about podcasts. You know, when you yeah. when you live out of state, that's when you really you're looking for content and Everyone that lives out of state and watches us or listens to us want to thank you all because it's it really is it, it means a lot. So thank you. And you can tell how special it is because you know the guys who met up on uh, this Raiders game. I'm not the Raiders yeah. game, but the uh, yeah the Ra- Raiders game. And that, that's special. Uh, again, I'm sorry that I wasn't able to make it, but man, uh, 
You guys sound like you guys had a great time. We're doing a phenomenal thing to be able to get Chris here. So that's what this thing is all about, man. Bears fans enjoying each other, having a good time, having a brotherhood, man. Something that goes beyond words. Absolutely. I mean, well put, dude. Well put. I mean, it says it all. Right? Yeah. It says it all this past couple of weeks with bringing Chris Watts on the show and and Bersky said he saw him on Fox News himself. That was awesome. I mean, it was that was amazing. It was an amazing week with Chris, man. And uh, to to have to spend that much time with an Englishman who one you know year ago I could barely understand to like you know drinking with him and he's like talking to me like the movie snatch you know i'm like i can't believe i can fucking understand this guy still it was amazing that's that's how you know your friends right <laughs> so it was an awesome time man i just uh want to thank everyone again for their for their contributions to the gofundme for chris watts um if you guys have not checked out or seen the the clip of chris on the fox morning show or if you, if you have not seen the uh, article that Larry Mayer wrote about us, um, they are both in the description of tonight's show. You can check them out. Just click on it. You can watch them both yourself. And uh, it was a great time. So love you all. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us again on another Thursday night. And guys, let's end this shit on a one, two, three fucking bears. Ready? Because we're going to win this week. Sunday night football. Ready? One, two, three. Bears. 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 Bears.